Fun fact: the Lego, the second Lego movie, Ron Swanson was the pirate. He, he mm. was. Ron Fun fact. Yeah, Nick Holy. Offerman. Yep. Yep. He's a man of I'm many talents. I'm gonna type all the words I know. Butthole. <laughs> but America. <laughs> Monday. Uh, he's great. Ron Swanson he's represents good. the best of all of us. Let's all just agree <laughs> he, on that. He does. He absolutely does. Let's just agree on that right now. Let's get that out of the way. <laughs> absolutely. Well, let's start episode 139. We are right in the thick of things in terms of game releases for this. I guess you could call this the holiday season, the fall season, whatever you want to call it. Like I typically think of this like end of October through end of November as like the holiday release window, but yeah. whatever. Um, but a lot of games that came out last week that we touched on briefly, we'll get some updated impressions on those, especially on stuff like Gotham Knights and Plague Tale, which I know a couple of us have finished those both of those games, or at least progressed much farther in them. And then um, also Bayonetta 3 released this week. We'll talk about that. And then anything else that you guys have. So we'll, we'll go through all of it. If yeah, there's, there's time, a it, few, uh, there's a few movies and few shows movies. that came out too that I want to touch on. Yep. I think. My wife and I watched the new Netflix one last night too. We'll talk about. So, oh, nice. maybe we'll I should put it in the notes here. We'll was it the one that I uh, mentioned in the chat, the animated one, or no, no? But that oh, one does look, different. Cool. Okay. That one does look really good, though. I want to watch. It's that. very good. Yeah. The uh, the the key. The key and peel one. Yeah. Yeah, the key and peel one. Are we um, uh, going to talk about how everything blew up in the X Bayonetta voice uh, actor's face? Yeah, okay. Well, talk about that. Oh <laughs> yes. Talk about that. Just really, just uh, boom, right all up in her face. No, okay. My my bad, Kyle. My bad, Kyle. No, that's like my favorite story. It's best story <laughs> yeah. since no, Johnny no, Depp no. Amber Heard, guys. That's You're right. <laughs> it's the best Johnny Depp Amber Heard. Like, where, where's our drama? Here it is. Yeah, Here's the here drama. it is. I, found it. I don't. No, let's not go there. Let's not go. We there. found it. All right. Well, we're gonna talk first about Bayonetta three. This is a game that just came out this week, and I have regrettably not had as much time yet with it as I'd like. I played a little bit, like the opening and the prologue. Um, yeah. But just barely scratched the surface, and I and I need to spend more time with it. Um, for me personally, it's because I just finished Bayonetta two, um, so I was wrapping that up first. Even though Bayonetta three was out, I had it downloaded. It was just sitting there waiting because I wanted to wrap up two. And I'm very aware that, and you guys confirm this in the chat. Um, I'm very aware that the story is not so directly connected that you can't follow it. Like it's not like you start up Bayonetta three and there's huge spoilers. There's been games like that where if you fire up a game and you didn't play the first one or whatever, the one previous, it's going to spoil things majorly. This is not the case. No. It's very much a separate story, same universe, same characters, um, obviously, but very, very different. So so anyway, I still just, I was pulling to Dan. I just wanted to finish the, the second game before I started the third one. Right, Dan? Yeah, Dan first. Dan first. That's, um, the, that's the only way to do it. That's the only way to do it. So I can, I can say this, coming right out of the second game, right into the third game, I noticed immediately how much things were upgraded. And you guys who have played it a little more than I have can talk a little more about this. But I thought that the visuals and just the overall performance of the game just so much improved. It looks so good. The art design and style is all still there. It's just kind of everything's upgraded, a little bit sharper. It's still on the Switch, so there's still limitations. Like, there's still moments that I'm like, well, this would probably look even better on a current gen or yeah, back, backgrounds and textures are pretty rough yes. but like textures. i don't know if i'm like showing up for a game like this to be like oh look at these blades of grass you know the game's really fast paced you know it's hard to sit there and watch stuff totally agree with that <clears throat> so i just I, I wanted to point that out that it is just another great step forward for in terms of performance and and visuals but it is a lot of the same as well so if you were like something about the style and the dialogue and the way they kind of do like these 
freeze frames and they even like break the fourth wall at times like they do all kinds of like cheesy and funny stuff that i think is very clever if you didn't like that this game is a lot more of that already yeah, i would right even say they lean into it more this time do they <laughs> okay know? yeah so, yeah if, so if you don't like that stuff yeah it's it's very here <laughs> yep so so i i like it so far but i'm very very early anybody else played it more than like the prologue a couple chapters in maybe i know kyle you played it some a couple chapters in yeah yeah i i really like the uh first level a lot like where you end up like uh, and this is not a spoiler, but like you end up like uh, uh, like riding your like uh, summon or whatever through this like super bombastic like action sequence or whatever, and uh, uh, that was really cool. And I hope there's more stuff like that because it was just a really visual kind of fun time. I was just smiling like a goofball the entire time it was happening. Uh, and I immediately they're like, "Hey, this is a multiverse story." So like instant instantly yep. you're in this game learning about like how this multiverse works because that's the new. Thing in entertainment right now uh but it's really fun i haven't i haven't seen how that's going to play out you know i imagine you're going to meet other bayonettas and stuff like that but like if that's where it's leading to that's that's going to be a lot of fun uh gotta agree with tim i think the the combat's super awesome this time around uh i, I mean it's it's more of what we like but like just everything just feels better you know and then they mm -hmm. added on this whole new level of uh summoning so instead of just your summons working for like executions like now you can have them out on the field yeah. and it's all about planting yourself in a really proper place so you don't get hit and putting your summon in between all the bad guys and stuff like that to make sure that you're not disrupted because bayonetta's got to dance naked while the summons out you know so uh, <laughs> well, uh, obviously, otherwise, obviously. And you, otherwise you lose me I'm yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> so um it's she, and fun. by the way she does dance like this too she does, she does like, yeah yeah, just like that. Um, I just smile when she does that. Like legit, so she's dumb. in like this big chaotic yeah. boss fight. This is like, the beginning of the game. Big chaotic boss fight, and she just starts doing this. Just grooving, dude. Yeah, I'm like, it's what so are fun. You doing? And like, she's doing lots so of kissing at the screen, and lots of I just love. But dude, it. it's because oh, it's so because it, it is so stupid. But it's part, yeah. honestly, it's part of what makes me freaking love yes. games because it's absolutely. It's it's just oozing with personality, man. Don't belong. It's just like I, I love it, man. And you have like that annoying like guy who New Yorker guy who's like her short little. Oh yeah, like, Joe. And like Joe he's just guy. Enzo, Joe or yeah, he's Joe, Joe Pesci. Pesci. Exactly who he is. Yeah. Joe Pesci. He's yeah, because so at the beginning he's all upset like, about his tickets. his opening day game ticket. He's all mad about those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Ah, uh, the apocalypse came, and I it was game day. You know. I was um, gonna watch the, my baseball team. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. Uh, hey, so how you it's doing? Just, it's just yeah. like. And everything hey, and is just ra like is brought up to like eleven in this game, uh, yeah. which is it just yeah. it's a series that's always been at eleven. But like it's just uh, is the it, voice actor of Ro Rodon? Is that uh, Lee from? Uh, okay, that's I was like this guy's voice sounds very familiar. He but, is uh, very yeah hardworking. He's voice prolific, actor, man. He's all over yeah. the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but you can catch his voice. You just recognize his tone. Just for his alpha outfit in the very beginning. It's so dumb. So I love good, it, dude. He's, he's like riding that van around on. He's like <laughs> running waves, basically. It's driving the that way van he, so the dumb. way he caught while he's wearing that ridiculous <laughs> yes. outfit. Hey, man, you're yeah, like, he's so yeah. alpha. So it's yeah, just are. Derek, the video game character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I want to get Derek one of these plushy backpacks and see if he's about. You know, um, in the second one, he's just constantly throwing puns at you. Like, you'll give him one of those uh, records, yeah. and he'll go, he'll disappear for a while and come back all covered in blood, saying he had to, like, dispatch the soul or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and they put yeah. up a fight this time. So he's got a lot of that. But he also has all these puns, just nonstop pun. He'll even say, like, you got to give me a minute to get my cheesy line in, Bayonetta. Like, he'll even say that about yeah, him. Yeah dialogue and i, I love, love the it. whole i love the whole vibe of this game because of stuff like that you know and uh, it's just um 
It's exactly what I wanted it to be, and I just can't wait to yeah. sit down and like it's play more, it. Guys, it's more Bayonetta. If you're a fan of the franchise, you're really going to like this game. And, and it's yeah, better. They, they, weren't, you know, they weren't going out of their way to reinvent anything, even though I'd argue that right. adding in the summoning stuff, like it totally that's, changes that's, that's the flow of battle. I didn't know, battle, that. You know? I didn't know uh, about that. So. Just completely in every way it changes it. Yeah. So It does, yeah. Um, and, and knowing when to bring it out and which summon, because you, you switch between three of them, you know, yeah. like it's, it's, a, it's not like it's a puzzle combat or anything like that but like it's just like there's a right way to to do stuff and like figuring sure. that out it feels good you know so mm -hmm. um and i just love this game so much and i can't wait to to play it more i, I don't know I'm, I'm assuming it's about as long as the other one so I'm gonna hit that like Four, you know i think this one has 14 chapters and there's like side missions in between that don't have verses uh, okay that's what i, that's okay. What I looked up so it is kind of short yeah um, and you have a ton of optional verses that you can just miss which I've missed so many already. Uh, but, oh, but, wow. This says 13 and a half hours main story. There is no no time Ooh. for main main and sides and no time for... I'm here for that. That'd be longer oh, yeah. than both of the... Uh, I the bet that the, the optional... Ones. The optional verses are just like... I think they're, at least so far, some most of them are like pads you just walk up to and just interact with and then you get teleported and you so they're like enemies. the secret rooms and double and those crime. take like a minute and a half so it's not yeah. adding a whole lot of time to your gameplay session pretty much so um, only 12 you can just skip so far but still 13 hours the other one i think they had a two in like eight hours it's that's a real short game yeah yeah, yeah. So again, I'm excited. You know, if we're not going to get another Bayonetta ever again, or for a long time, like yeah, st stay your welcome a little bit here, and uh, well, let sure. me sink into it a little bit. You know, I think a I lot of people want... were a little concerned, understandably so, that hey, it's been eight years, I think, since the last one, mm -hmm. and not only for the game development and the developers being different, and the team not being exactly the same, and the technology being changed, but also, I mean, culture has changed too. A lot of people were just wondering, like, what is the new, what is Bayonetta in 2022 going to look like? Is it going to be what we know remember? What... Kotaku thinks of it. That's all we can. I, I, listen, Specifically I know, I know that, Jason Schreider. I know right. that Polygon yeah. had some issues with her being sexualized, but whatever. Um, well, it wasn't so there. In so, game or just in history? This one. They were disappointed oh. that it let her down as a character, basically. But, I saw... I, th I think no it was either... She's more sexualized than this than the other ones, but... Yeah, yeah I know. It's, okay. I didn't notice it immediately. <laughs> we, guys, we all need to grow. Dan, what were you saying? <laughs> well, I was saying there's, there's a scene where she kisses somebody and everyone was freaking out because it's like, well, isn't Bayonetta supposed to be a lesbian? So now they're like forcing me oh, to watch I her. Like, hear about this. And it's like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> like, is she supposed to be? I don't, I don't know. But the point is, somebody uh, is saying never, that. She's like, never yeah, been on I a date with the story anybody. Recap so, like, anybody who agrees is a lesbian. Never just... any of that. <laughs> Dude, that's the internet, guys. That's the she internet. seems to be very aware that everyone's into her, but she doesn't seem to be into anybody else. And yeah, I love that. Yeah. I'm like, so for yeah, same Step here, Tim. That's exactly like she she just doesn't give anybody the time of day. Everybody thinks she doesn't care about Dude, sucking down anybody. She's a, she's a <laughs> right. She's an absolute tease, and that's kind of part of what makes her character so likable. To be honest with you, is the way mm -hmm. that she. But she's not like. I don't know. She doesn't like, ever seem like smitten with anybody else. Like even that main Luca guy who's in both the first two games pretty prominently. Like she doesn't care. Even though he's yeah. head over heels for her, she's just she's just a tease, and I think it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I but. think it's funny. Yeah, but you know, Polygon's right. So sorry, guys. Yeah, she's, she's uh, <laughs> Polygon's right. Uh, she's yeah, she's cheeky. That's Polytop. part of the yeah. That's definitely part of the charm and the humor of the game. It's supposed to be like you cheeky bastard. Hello, what well, yeah. oh, what a cheeky hello. Sure, sure. So yeah. Uh, oh, and by really by the way, speaking of oh, the did accent, you say about what? um. It it actually it didn't strike me until I actually like consciously thought about it. I was like, oh, this is a different voice actress. That's right. I didn't I couldn't tell. Like I, 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 I think I said this last week, but if if 
not for all this drama, I would have never known. I and wouldn't wow. have known. I'll be honest with you. I well, you just wow. played them back to back. You know, the last time yeah, I played, I well, I just played two, and and it sounds a lot like her. And uh, wow. yeah, maybe not identical, but I sound it sounds so much like. Her. I mean, Jennifer Hale is a professional, so. Well, and Bayonetta's more of a vibe exactly. than a sound. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, like, if you're sure, nailing sure, sure. into a whole like the demeanor, the cadence, and like you're in the ballpark of the voice, you know. I think it all just bleeds together, you know, because she's doing a Bayonetta impression. She didn't take the character and make it her own. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's very much so carrying the torch of what came before. So. I still think it's impressive that she's able to do it, whether she's a professional or not, because it's much, to me, it's much easier for somebody to go, we want you to play this character, make it your own. Yeah, it is for somebody to go. This is a character that is already. You need to meet it. Established. You need to meet its level. Like you have to figure out how. I totally agree, Derek. I totally agree. So I actually think, uh, again, playing Banana, Banana Two, and now jumping into Three, if it wasn't for the drama, I would have had no clue who was. Oh, you said you wouldn't have known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, same here. I thought they were the same character because you can like now i'm listening to it like when i started the game i was like i want to hear because i'm trying to find the difference i'm like it's super subtle i'm talking super subtle i'm like maybe i can hear but if you don't know about the drama at all and you don't look up anybody's name you just play the game there's no way you'll know there's no way you know it's bayonetta it's bayonetta I yeah. totally agree with that. Sultry British lady voice. Got it. Like it's yeah, just, yeah right, right. Which we'll is another reason I love her. That's another reason why I love her. I love like her personality, all that stuff, but I love the voice acting. I love the character that they created. She's well, and very I just, unique. every encounter, first game, second game, and I from what I've played so far, I assume it'll continue in the third game. She just has this like smirk and casualness of like we're about to have this to the death battle and one of us is going to get ripped to shreds, but she's just super casual about it. And I, and I love, it. I love it, man. Again, that's where the devil may cry five vibes also were so successful for me in that yeah. game. Cause it was like, yeah, there's incredible violence and every encounter could be life or death, but they're just kind of like shrugging it off with this overly cocky. Oh yeah. yeah that's why I love about that series too. Do like yeah. finger guns at the audience constantly. You know what I mean? I like, mean, at one point, what is it? Uh, isn't he like fighting a bunch of demons, like eating pizza naked? Like Dante that's doesn't need to do that. Yeah, yeah, th- yeah. Uh, like it's I mean, like maybe they come do on. it again in five, but yeah, that's a great. That's <laughs> one of my favorite openings in any game ever. You know? Yeah, it's just there that's are, yeah, what again, happens. like the, these two, and they're both made by Hideki, right? Like, am I am I off on that? Bayonetta and Double Maker. I think it's different dudes. I think it is. I'll look it up. Okay, I'll look it up. Um, we have the technology. Like, they do have, introduce some new characters not, here. There, there um, <laughs> are some new characters here who very much have a. Like, they fit in with the Bayonetta world, but they gave me a strong Devil May Cry vibe right away when they fir- even when they first introduced them in that opening. Oh yeah, scene. the blonde oh. chick looks yeah. like she's from DMC. For exact, sure. straight out of DMC. Oh, all right. So it is Hideki. You're, uh, yeah, okay. I. Uh, Sometimes let's not, I'm talking let's about. not question Kyle. <laughs> Don't question Batman. No, question me constantly, but this time I was right. <laughs> I would, dude, I would love it if you actually had like a Batman beanie, like the two little things on the top. Of the <laughs> yeah, right. Swear to me. Yeah, but they they have that same vibe though. They're both like you're fighting heaven and hell. You get demons and angels. Well, that that makes know, a lot. Some, you, lot at of some sense. point, you fight like human bio weapons, which is kind of what Bayonetta Three is about. You know, like oh, the humans wanted to get on the levels of the gods and created these new things. So it's like speaking of bio, he, he got to make his game series twice with a guy and a girl, which like and and Trojan horse it in, and we all think of it as different things, but they're mm-hmm. very very uh, similar, like vibe wise, like that. So. Oh, I do want to add, again, I'm not far into the game. This is just a little thing for me that I care about. 
Uh, not that the enemies in the prior games were like terrible. You can still rip them to shreds and there's blood and stuff like that. I'm not big on games where you're fighting like big robots and stuff like that. I've never liked yeah. it. Like, what was it, Gears of War 4? Like, the first third of the game, you're fighting robots. Right. Mostly robots, yeah. yeah. Right in the beginning, Stop. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like the enemies at the beginning of this game so much better. Like, they're kind of like, they feel like they're like aliens that bleed green or whatever. Yeah. And I like that. So I, I like that. I feel like I'm fighting more of like a human demon than a robot demon. So. Yeah, That's I agree. Just a what? minor thing, but something I like. Uh, and Bayonetta's hair changed again, so. Did. I, I like, like how her, her, hair, her hair changes every game, one. and I I did I like the short hair, the hot girl summer haircut in the second one. <laughs> I did I did like that hot one a lot. That was very hair. applicable to that time. But this one with her long pigtails, I really like this one a lot, too. I think the it's long lovely. pigtails. Yeah. She's, like, she's hot no matter what. Yeah. Pretty Looking much. lady. Yeah. Um, and I do, But I do love the way that she just completely, pretty much verbally abuses without totally verbally abusing her little... Joe Pesci friend like even that opening scene as he's yeah he's always in the middle of doing something like in the second one he was Christmas shopping and in this one he's getting ready to go to the game and she just ruins his plans she just yeah, yeah. wrecks his plans everyone's like these am I right <laughs> I love it I love it um anyway I'm looking forward to playing more of this now that I've I just wrapped up two it was actually late last night and so I played a little bit of three but I was really tired played it a little more this morning so I'm barely into it but all right right away I was like and even in the little like practice loading screen which is kind of handy actually you can practice your combos yeah, and stuff I definitely practice there yeah um, I, I found and they even give you like, like it's hey, smoother try this combo. It's, well it's try much this more smooth here. than the third one like right away the list and the way that it kind of shows you what you're doing or not doing correctly right away is much smoother so i like it i like it a yeah lot. uh very deep combat system too it always has been but just it feels like it's just bottomless now um yeah. so like i need to unlearn how to just take the two or three that i really like and really mix it up a little more because like there's there's a lot of really cool stuff to see in this game that are buried in the combo so yep absolutely and the second one did introduce a whole lot of different weapons mm-hmm. and i haven't played enough of three to know if a lot of weapon variety is here as well yeah same yeah, here i, I wish i could i wish i could far. speak on that yeah okay. i i imagine the weapons are are gonna get uh crazy i don't think you can put them on every different appendage now i think you just equip the weapon okay. like that because yeah, in the, style, in and the like second one you like here's your arms and here's your feet weapon yep. basically yep. Like, you could you could attach these whips to your feet and then these like fire guns to your hands and totally do different combos See, and i heard i know people were worried that that got taken away but from what i understand in the reviews people were like oh all the changes are for the better I'm like oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> so gotcha. yeah so so far uh this game is awesome the whole franchise has just been a blast to play through so um if you especially if you like those fast-paced uh, Devil May Cry-style action games, yep. you're you owe it to yourself to play yep. these um, and start yeah. with the first one. Like play the first one on PC or on Switch. They, they it runs and looks great. Either way, it, it's fine. And then oh, the second so play one, them in order is what you're saying. Play I think them. you should. But you don't have to. They, they, there's a, a lot of lore that even if you don't understand it, the game's still a blast. Um, yeah. But if you get into the lore, it's actually quite interesting if you're curious yeah. about that stuff but you don't yeah, need it i mean just like the devil may cry and... you don't have to understand the story of devil may cry to enjoy that game start to finish in fact, I, I played five twice now i don't i couldn't tell you what happens in that game <laughs> yeah well the 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 timeline of of the devil may cry games is completely out of like, order so. is the last it's still <laughs> yes. like the last one of yes. the series right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. it's fast and the furious rules guys <laughs> <laughs> it's about family it's about family yeah that that too as long yeah. as family's involved <laughs> like is anyone playing the resident evil village new content just dropped yes Rose, right is that the name of it uh yes. dan you said you are yeah i i'm um i have like an hour left of it it's not super long it's about okay. three hours altogether this is the the, the dlc with the with uh, i won't say who it is but it's a new character right 
Is that spoiler yes. to say who it is? No, because it's mean, in the name, Shadow and Rose. Oh, yeah, I mean, okay, the trailer so was, Rose. yeah, the trailer was literally like, here, that's what this is. It's this okay, person. Right, so, right. I mean, you don't I mean, know. If we talk about the story, sure, it could, it could spoil it, but yeah. I'm only an hour in, and there's not, all, all you know is that something weird happens, and you end up in the uh, Lady D's castle. And you have this special ability. That's it. And then you're trying to figure out, like, something's talking to you. This magical spirit is talking to you and trying to guide you and help you. And you're just trying. You're just trying to get rid of this special ability. That's why you're there. That's okay. that's all I know so far. I don't know anything else. Um, I do think it's good DLC just because I like going back to the castle. I thought that was a good good call by them because in the main game. You're in a you're in the castle for probably a third of the game, but I still would have liked. For me, like Resident Evil games, almost every one of them work this way. They have the best place that you're in in the beginning, and then they kind of like the standards drop as you go through the games. The lab, you end up in the lab or something. Yeah, right? and so yeah, but I, even like back to Resident Evil Two, like the the police station's obviously the best part of that game. Yeah, you know what I mean, like arguably, I guess not maybe not yeah. obviously, but yeah, you're right, Derek. I never really. So I like. I like that they're bringing me back, and I, I don't think I'm alone. There's a reason they picked this. They're bringing us back to the place where I think most of us who loved A want to be in more of. Um, and so I thought, so far, again, I'm only an hour in. Sounds like Dan's further than me because it is only like a two-and-a-half, three-hour DLC. But I'm enjoying it. Like, once you get your gun and then you have your special ability – um, and you're kind of cleaning out enemies and stuff. And these enemies are pretty aggressive, too. So it's 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 been a fun time so far. Some good scares, too. Like What like kind of enemies scares. are you fighting? Are they the same, like, molded? or? They actually look like they're from Resident Evil 7. 7, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, that, so, that's, so that's sort of what's fun, I guess, what's fun about oh, the story. Yeah. It's more connected. It's kind of going back to 7 a bit where it's trying to connect everything, right? Because, like, if 7 is really the beginning point of this story here with the character that's um, in 7 and 8, Ethan Winters. Um, and then in this game, you're playing a different individual called Rose. But it's it's basically utilizing that whole mold thing. And, and like, I guess with the mold, it's like a, it's almost like a hive mind sort of thing. Yeah. So everything is connected to that mold. Um, and that's sort of the connection that's that's um, spearheading this game because, well, this individual, there's, there's a connection there trying to be as vague the as the story can be. is really wacky this ethan winters arc yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's very it wacky, wacky. Yeah. But it's, hard, a... it's hard to talk about it while we're dancing around spoilers yeah for sure. basically there's a connection to that whole mold thing and that's why this person does like derek said mentioned powers um and then yeah basically they kind of end up in inside uh of like yeah like she's basically seeing these environments that were in village um which to me, it's like, okay, so like I, I agree and, and well, not disagree, but like this is why I don't play DLC that much because I feel like a lot of times it's like, all right, cool. So you're just reusing just the same assets on. because it's, yeah, it's yeah. just you're tacking it on. You're reusing the same assets because I get it. It's it's more cost efficient to do that. But I kind of would have like would have liked to just see her like do her own thing, like completely fresh mm -hmm. if, if I had sort of me deciding that like a full um, separate game. Yeah, like her going on her own little adventure in a new area, like something new, as opposed to just retreading the Greatest same hits. thing. I mean, that being said, Lady Lady D's castle is super cool. Um, yeah. 
It's a great and, designed level, like whole area is well designed. Yes. Yeah. Um, and obviously I don't want to say too much more as far as environments because Derek isn't there yet. But um, yeah, I mean, it's not super long. Um, there's definitely, like you said, there's good scares. There's actually even more later, Derek. So please be prepared for that. Um, <laughs> it's definitely I will play it during the day. Yeah, 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 please do. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like it. It's not I'm not like blown away by it, but like I, I'm enjoying it. Um, and I'm just I'm interested to see because they they've said that this is like the conclusion of the winter story. So it's like, all right, well, let's see what that means. And I'm, I'm curious to see. I'm what, uh, uh, like happy movie. about that uh, for one reason, because like I was I was kind of afraid that the next Resident Evil was going to be about this person who had superpowers. And I'm sure. like, mm, that's not what I that's not what I played these series. Yeah. Like now now they're the movies, right. you know, now you're playing right, Alice, right. you know. Uh, so it's nice that you're kind of getting this like nice bookended story that's like tying up why this is the way it is without like uh, burning, a, you know, a, a, a numbered series entry. So, yeah, I feel like um, I've, and I don't know, they focus. They definitely seem to focus on certain like Leon and like Chris and Jill. I, I kind of want some more Claire. They need to put Claire back in there, I think. There's great. Yeah. Well, with their reluctance to even want to do like a remake of uh, uh, Code, Code Veronica. Veronica, like it's kind of yeah, weird yeah, yeah. how much, how anti Claire they feel sometimes, to be honest. Yeah. Um, um, but so yeah, I, don't I agree. Know. I, I, I kind of like the OG cast, you know. I, I, we can wrap up these people, which I, I didn't really mind the Ethan Winter story, to be honest. It was wacky enough where I'm like, this is interesting yeah. enough. Oh, for, I, like, I like the story. For, for, well, and it for, ramped for being up a, a guy pace, like you cause... don't have any connection with because you never see his face, you know. You're kind of like, it's a disconnected story, you know. But um, Well, it ramps I, up, right? Because the seventh one felt like more grounded, at least at the beginning, of course. It gets yeah. crazy. But at the beginning, yeah. Sure, yeah, it yeah. feels more grounded compared to other my other other resident evil experiences and then of course it gets out of control quick and then eight gets out of control almost right away just in terms of like yeah we're going full fantasy crazy with a lot of this stuff yeah 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 and then mild spoilers but it's he gets his hand really messed up sometimes even removed (laughs) so many times times like it's like what's going on with your hand and believe me there's a story reason for it which is crazy yeah i never thought that they were gonna figure out some way to explain that i'm like he did a good job of like bringing us through like hey he's just a normal guy who lost his wife in the bayou and it's like well it gets crazier from there like it's yeah right right much crazier yeah 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 yeah. you're collecting body parts for most of the game so (laughs) i think it's worth i mean i paid 15 dollars because i bought it on pc from cdt's i think it's worth the money because not only full price yeah so the dlc is short but i honestly bought it because i wanted third part third person so you get third person of the full re8 game right yeah and then what else did they give you as part of the dlc so they also added more to mercenaries more characters and stuff like that i will say is mercenaries like co-op at all because i tried to play it it wasn't before but maybe it is now i don't know i I, I thought i saw someone going like hey there's co-op it looks like it's single player and and i was kind of bored yeah please check on that i know when it it released it was single player because i never played it because i was like well this is a co-op mode to me because i used to play with somebody else like in 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 five mostly i played mercenaries and that's uh, where i played that was co-op you know so it's like i kind of you know, it's synonymous with co-op to me. So when it wasn't, when it launched, I was like, eh, I'm not going to even check that out. Yeah. Even though so, I kind of like those, like, quick arcade runs. Like, it's a good mode. No, it's just, it's I fun to share with somebody. I played a couple of matches, and it was decent. It's not like it's yeah. not fun. It's It's got good action, and it's, you know... Yeah. You're getting pushed to, like, hit a high score and get to the end of the level. So it's fun. But I was like, I, I don't... I didn't see an option. Maybe I just missed it because I did it real quick. Like, I don't see an option to join somebody else's game or have somebody join mine. I was like, that's kind of lame. 
But there is mercenaries, there's third person view in the campaign. In the DLC, it is third person. Um, and it does change the game. Like, I, I get why, you know, we're not going to get into this debate because we've got plenty of other stuff to talk about. I get why people don't like the first person view, but I also understand why the creators make it that way. It is more horrifying to go yep. through these games playing in first person view. But as an old school Resident Evil fan, um, and all my favorites were third person, I like that this is an option. To That's play cool. I like that you both. both. Yeah, I like the and I think going forward, I don't think they'll do it, but I think going forward, they really should make the games that way, where they're like, Good. we want you to play first person, but we're going to give you options. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, unless it's a storytelling element, too, I suppose, in some way, yeah. shape, or form. But No uh, no co-op for Mercenaries. Okay, so they didn't add that, yeah. so still so That's kind of lame, but... Again, that's not why I bought it. I bought it for the DLC and the third person. I think it's worth uh, 15, 20 bucks, whatever you end up paying for it. Was there as like a season pass or digital deluxe edition some people might have and already just have released this? the gold edition. So it comes with yeah. just yeah. released the gold edition. Oh, okay. Okay. So regardless, you have to pay more to get access to this. Yep. You have to buy the DLC or yeah, buy I think the gold, the gold edition's edition. 50 if you don't own the game. So it's basically like you're getting Resident Evil for 30. And, and this game's a year and a half old now, right? And so chances of it having a really good holiday sale are quite high uh, on, yeah. some, oh, yeah. on some platform. Yeah. I think it was just on sale on Steam like just a couple weeks ago. So I wouldn't be yeah, surprised to see it on Steam bucks. sale. It'll be on Steam sale. It'll be on probably your PlayStation and Xbox store sales, I would imagine. So uh, a good one to keep an eye on if you're kind of holding off for a sale. Capcom. It's actually week. on sale now. Oh, okay. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's twenty nine ninety nine. It's 25% off. Week. Normal price is 40. And by the way, if you haven't, if you're listening or watching this and you haven't played Resident Evil 8, it is fantastic. And that's coming from someone, myself, who's not always like instantly day one Resident Evil games, but I've really enjoyed 7 and I loved 8. So 8 I, is my favorite. It's so good. It's so good. Like yeah, it was very, it was very much like a. Very much vibes of four, which, by the way, I'm. That's one of my most anticipated games for 2023. By the way, is the remake. Yeah, I, of I, I sweat when I think about that game. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited about that. That, game that is... Chainsaw Man in the beginning. Holy, that guy. Yeah, that's it's a maniac. Light cows on fire, guys. <laughs> Gonna be great. Hey, is anyone playing Star Ocean: The Divine Force? I was really considering picking this up, but apparently it plays like garbage on Steam Deck. So I'm like, nah, I'm not Ooh. playing this then. Okay, so you're holding off. <clears throat> holding I I was um I was I'm really reluctant now, and I'll, maybe I'll wait a while. The I'm. I don't Bro, think I'm if necessarily you buy that game before you buy Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but I find out this. where okay. you live. No, I first will of all, come and kill you're, you. you're never gonna find out. You don't even know how to fix your computer Peter. issues, minor computer issues sometimes. So you're never gonna find. Guys, can you hear me? <laughs> I will hire somebody. <laughs> um, no, 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 I just ahead, the no, voice no. act. The voice acting. That main character not only looks like a douchebag with his dumb mullet, but he the way he was talking Jeez, and. It, loud. Yeah, he just his his voice. It's not poor quality. It's just the way he talks just annoyed the crap out of me. And I'm usually yeah. not like that. But I, I felt like Derek levels of annoyed with how this guy was talking. Like I I'm I'm just like I was hard out. I played like 20 30 was, minutes of the demo and oh, yeah, demo. it's getting good reviews out. weirdly. So yeah, that's, Wait, that's, where's it, that's where's what, the where's the demo? It's probably on. Oh, it's, it's just every yeah. I think it's just everywhere because I have it on PS5. So I mean, again, I'll I, I'm not gonna never not play it. I'll maybe eventually give it a shot it's when it's like on a sale and after some yeah. updates. I mean, That's it's apparently meaning. really I'm... demanding. Also on the PC, which was people hmm. are like, why is this so demanding? Like it's oh, garbage. Right, it's so it's kind of like a Plague Tale thing for some. Yeah. Reason, so like I, I could. Like, I was even gonna running so hot. 
I was even going to buy it on my laptop, which should be able to play a game like that, like a kind of a B-tier JRPG. And it's like, dude, you got to get way more RAM than what you got. I'm like, okay, all right. Uh, So I couldn't I couldn't even like start it on my laptop and throw it to my, you know, my deck whenever, you know, it got Mm. fixed or whatever. So um, apparently uh, the place to get it is console. The review swayed me to to Mm. get it at least on a sale. And I'd normally write these types of games off uh, because, you know, racist, racist, I'm racist. (laughs) Uh, But uh, the reviews really did sway me. And I watched more (laughs) gameplay footage and I was like, this seems like an action type of game that I would. Yeah, I mean, IGN scored it higher than they did Gotham Knights, if that tells you anything. Yeah, yeah. Did they really? Yeah, this game is getting way better reviews than Gotham Knights for sure. What is this? Well, and here's the other thing: is that like the people were kind of like uh, weirded out on the uh, combat system, uh, but apparently Mm. that gets way better. Like the people were like, "eh, the demo combat system's not so great," but apparently that gets way better as you go on through the game. So so. it's like, uh, like, what was that game you just played? Almost every game does so weird. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's almost like you get progression in combat or something. Oh, Asteragos. That's what it was. Asteragos was like the one where you play the demo, and it's like. Yeah, okay. Or, well, yeah, that's think, probably a good comparison. I think the remember. issue with this one, from what I remember, some of the previews they were saying in the beginning, you don't have a lot of, like, there's, like, a pool of, uh, like, a currency of a type of, like, action points or something. Yeah, AP, and yeah. in, in the beginning, you have a low amount of it. So, like, you do a few attacks, and then you can't attack until it replenishes or something. So it's like you're kind of just standing there. And I, I think I noticed that in the demo, because I only did a couple of fights. Yeah. Um, because it's kind and of a that, and that game. obviously you get more AP as you go along, and, right? You know, like, right. So like that, that becomes less and less of a problem, you know. Yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. I, They also was another selling point was it's not an eighty-hour game. It's like forty or fifty, you know. Like it's not some overstaying that's welcome, obnoxiously yeah. big new age JRPG, you know. Like it's a, it, yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. old school sweet spot of forty or fifty, you know, which is still long, but it, it's not a hundred, you know. Persona. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. so hey, Persona, yeah, Persona's just, lovely. I just said I was going to start Persona 5 Royal, which, by the way, <laughs> yeah, at this time. Yeah, no, what are you be thinking? <laughs> I have hundred and eighty hours of gameplay, gameplay dude. Like, yeah, yeah it's, so I'm forty hours into it on PS4, but I was like, no, I want to play on Steam Deck. This is a handheld game, yeah, and I started it, really it and it, it's fun and everything, and I will continue to play there. But I looked up how long to beat Persona 5 Royal, and this is minimum. So yeah. this is yeah. hundred hours, and I was like, <laughs> "You talk too much. Like that's yeah, your problem. Yeah. You guys talk. It's literally much. what the game is. God damn it! It is <laughs> a visual a... novel RPG for sure. I actually <laughs> like though. The, it, the yeah. reason I like Persona Five. I think it's visually awesome. I Persona love style. the characters. great style. Great yeah. style. Great style, and yeah. I like the combat. I Great, like mu- the, the music fun. is um, unreal too. The music, the music is music's so like good. the best in the biz, you know. So. Yeah, I just so don't good. want you to talk so much. And <laughs> there are some issues I have, and it'll take me a while to get back into the game. But with like the the castles that you invade, dungeons or whatever you want to call them that you invade, the way some of them are structured, I think on my PS4 playthrough. The reason I stopped is I could not figure out how to progress through one of them. And that's Ooh. always been an issue with me with these. Uh, I remember us talking other- about that a few years ago. There, I remember having some issues about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, Derek, can I be honest? If you bump that game down to easy, it's such a fun experience. That That is a game that, like, it's like, okay, difficulty wall. You need to sit here and grind for 20 hours. And it's like, that's not fun. It's it's not, it's never fun, you know? If you drop it down to easy, you it, it, it makes exploring the castle easier and you'll you'll be i think you'll have an easier time figuring out where to go next because you're not worried about like 
oh no, if I get into three more fights, I'm not gonna have enough SP to you know keep on going through this night or whatever. So good point. Uh, just just a just a suggestion for sure. It's a good point. It too, doesn't it's make not it a matter a of it making. It's not a matter of, of it making it easier. It's a matter of making it more fun and accessible. Well, Some people don't want that. And maybe decision. shave twenty to thirty hours off. You know. Well, yeah. I already made the decision yeah. because I do know the story of the first forty hours. There is a, a fast forward option. So mm-hmm. I played like. 30 minutes of the game, but I probably got through an hour and a half of the game sure, because sure. literally going, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's it. So I already know the story. I already know what's going on. I'm going to do that up until the point where I got cut off and then I'll play sure, the game. Yeah. So that's cool. my quick way of getting my cross save that I can't get for. I'm a thousand percent going to get this on Steam Deck when it goes on sale and I don't Looks, have free. By the RPGs way, just a like quick review of it. Looks great. So far, plays fine. I haven't had any like uh, on the Steam Deck. You mean? Yeah, it was, day, it was day one verified. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Steam Deck verified. Steam Deck verified. Uh, I know we Steam talked Mar- a little bit about the um, campaign for Call of Duty: Modern Warfare 2 last week. Uh, any updated thoughts on that campaign or on multiplayer? If you've played any of that this week, because that's out officially did, now, right? Full I did finish out. the campaign. I actually beat it the night that we recorded. Okay. Last time. So I went back and I played it and uh, beat it. I, I mean. I saw some of the reviews. I was kind of surprised to be the honest. These are pretty you. harsh on this campaign. They were very oh, harsh. Yeah. I didn't understand it. I, I, I guess the stuff that I thought was cool. A lot of the reviews, and even I saw Dan in our group, not this Dan, but Dan Phillips. I think said the same thing, where it was like they they introduced stuff, but it didn't stay long enough, so it was kind of dumb. And I was like, okay, I get what you're saying, but I liked it. Dude, that's and what I Mario like, games do all the time. They introduce yes. a new mechanic, and it's only in that level. And boy, was that yeah. fun. Let's move and on. And then to they're going to, obviously, in that's my creative. opinion, if they're trying to see if people like it, if they do, they'll bring it in for the, you know, maybe a future campaign. I liked it because it was more, like I said, grounded. I said it last week. It it felt like one of their multiplayer, um, what is it called? Warzone. It has that Warzone feel to it, but you're... It's very intimate. It's just you versus a bunch of enemies, and you have to. It's just basically a mini survival map, yeah. and I absolutely love that about it. So, for me, I thought the campaign was fun. The story, the conclusion, everything was done well. I thought it was. I'm surprised, honestly, it's anything under an eight. That's how I see it. But again, maybe I just like games too much. Maybe I need it's... to start being a critic and start picking apart everything. Please, yeah, please. Have less fun. That. Jeez. Yeah, well, I would love for you to have Dr. less fun. Nights is a five out of ten. Why? I don't know. It doesn't it's have a Batman. Four, uh, four out of ten? It doesn't have Batman, is that what you said? It's a... <laughs> four out of ten. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I, uh, I I treated the uh, the game like an action movie. Like I've been quoting like Price all week and stuff like that. You know, these things take time and violence, and I can do both. You know, like, <laughs> uh, that's, I, I that's just, a great quote to just throw out there in the middle of the day. That's yeah, good. it's it's uh, it's it's been fun. You know, because like there is a, there is a lot too. of machismo <laughs> yeah. like dialogue and stuff like that that like really sticks out like a cool action movie. And like that's, that's awesome. how I left the experience. It was like, man, I just watched like a really like a four hour you know action. Movie, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was awesome. And, I gotta uh, buckle, yeah, I like buckle down and, and complete. Now that I've beat two big games, I gotta uh, big for me at least. Uh, I gotta buckle down and beat that campaign because that was breezy stuff at the very beginning. What about multiplayer? Anybody tried the multiplayer? Yeah, I, I played some multiplayer. Yeah, I, I've been doing it all weekend because that was uh, I had a friend in from out of town that that was that was on the menu, uh, and so we were land landing the best that we could with the servers being the way that they were. Uh, but like. 
people were in every room, like on consoles and PCs, like playing this game. And it was it was fun. It's my first time playing an online Call of Duty since uh, maybe the first second Modern Warfare Two. So okay. oh wow, really? Whatever, yeah. For a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I, you know, it, it's good. I'm actually better at it than I thought I'd be. Uh, I was like, oh wow, I I thought I was gonna suck really bad at this, but apparently uh, Battlefield turned into Call of Duty at some point, and it it kind of brought me up to that more twitchy, fast paced level of of gaming. Apparently, so I was surprised by how well I was holding on. Uh, you know, it's just Call of Duty, man. At the end of the day, like I was having fun because so many people were around having fun. Yes. But like now that weekend's over, like I'd be surprised if I jumped on it too much more. You know. Uh, well, the, the people I, get like way better at the whatever new stuff they've kind of maybe implemented too, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I'm not used to like the you know. So I'm still using the M4. You know, like what. Whatever, mm. uh, what, what did it start me with? That's what I'm still using, you know. And sure. like, you're supposed to really move, like switching guns and unlocking Un- unlocks guns. like crazy, probably. Again. And I, I um, you know, just don't. I don't I'm just know having... anything about guns. Yeah, so I haven't. So I haven't been really engaging yeah. in any of that stuff, you know. But there's there's a new. Maybe it's not new, but it's new to me. Kind of mode where it is just Battlefield, where it's a much bigger map. It's three times the players. Hmm. It's a bunch of vehicles and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, this feels like home to me. You know, well, that's so Warzone like, uh, then, right? Um, no, Warzone, no, Warzone's, com- Warzone's not even out oh. yet, and that's something completely different, yeah. Wow. That, that is, that is a, uh, Battle Royale, you know, where, like, the... Sure. The thing, this right, is right, just right. a, this Much is just a mode. Just a you know? large yeah, multiplayer just, mode? Just a large multiplayer big, big mode. Map, big oh, all right. Call of Duty <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah. It is literally just the Battlefield mode, uh, <clears throat> so, I, you know, you're stealing A, B, and C points, you know, and all that stuff, so... It's, I'll have to check that out. Actually, that interests me, so now it's, I It's pretty fun. Yeah. They, they have, like, a lot of really cool, like, levels and stuff like that. Like, one is, like, the moment from Sicario where you're on the border, like, with all the cars, like, in a, like, and that's the level. Like, like a shootout just happened, everybody abandoned their cars, you're on a highway, hmm. and, like, anybody could be coming from anywhere people are just coming out of like crevices of cars it's like that it is it's my favorite level of the of the thing but um and there's a big mode of that too where you can get some other vehicles that, um, on there and stuff like that, that honestly so. sounds more interesting than the battle royale battle royale to me is not like i don't need something coming in like crushing me some sort of like thing you know in closing <laughs> i just want to kind of roam around and, and just be in the chaos like see to yeah. me i would like it if there was like a battle royale mode that didn't have that, where it was just, hey, this is an open world survival. Like you right. don't have a lot yeah. of weapons. You don't. I would love it if they got rid of a lot of the ammo, and you can find weapons, but you don't have a lot of ammo to make every shot count. Like I think that would be cool if it was an mm. actual survival mode where there isn't like some like, looming in thing. It's just sounds one stressful. map. Find your way around. Yeah. It sounds like uh, Last of Us or Plague Tale kind of. Yeah. Uh, ammo, I, how yeah. it deals with ammo, where like you gotta have well, it on the way. I mean, that's coming out. out. That, that multiplayer yeah, is coming, coming out. out right? We might, we might be getting that. So, yeah, I, I, I like Battle Royale. You know, I grew up reading the Battle Royale game. manga and watching the movie. So, uh, this whole mode, you know, paying homage to that like old school like franchise, uh, I've always enjoyed that. But like when I say that, I, the last Battle Royale game I played was. I couldn't tell you what Fortnite maybe whenever it came out and uh, you know I haven't really played anything since so I appreciate the mode but it's not something I go on my way though. The last before. times I played Call of Duty multiplayer probably was two games ago maybe I can't remember how many it wasn't that long but it, it was wasn't the recent. Twenty nineteen one that I still um I think that's the last time I played multiplayer and I still prefer hardcore mode like I like one or two shots and they're dead there's something about that that I thought was a lot of fun. I don't even something know about... if that's in this which is crazy because we played a lot this weekend I don't remember they don't getting have a on hard- hardcore, hardcore yeah. Mode. 
Maybe, but yeah, I don't, I don't remember ever. I like doing the uh, objective-based hardcore modes, like uh, seek and destroy or search and destroy, whatever that one was I called. Am, with yeah, hard line. Hard, yeah, I yeah. Um, those were really fun. And, uh, I, like I actually still play that. Modes better, I heard personally. there's like a co-op stuff too that I was. Spec ops. That's that's the stuff I really want to get to. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to do some yeah. co-op. Yeah. I was gonna say I um I actually still like I have that on my PS5. Like I actually still pop in there occasionally and play that. So mm, the multiplayer. Yeah. yeah. So. yeah. Nice. It's fun. I'm enjoying it though. The, the levels are cool, you know. Uh, I, 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 a lot of people were having problems getting into groups and playing the game, but like, if you just like hit quick play, you will be in a match and there's no problems. You know, it's just the second you party up, it like things get finicky. And then yeah. if you start introducing crossplay, like you have one person on a PC, like in your PS5 party, like good luck, you know. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's all going to get fixed, and it's not so sure. broken that you can't just get in and, and just play because you can very much so. It's it's. Yeah, uh, yeah that's good. So you know, again, they've been doing this a long time. They know what they're doing. Say, at least they know new. how to do it. Crossplay's pretty new. It. You know, like uh, that's not a streamlined feature yet for any game. And I think crossplay has problems in every game at launch. So, um, oh yeah, okay. in a few years that will be kind of secondhand. But right now, it's still kind of a new implementation. So like, yeah. I'm having a lot of patience for it. Just and be because honest, you so. can't really turn it off uh, on a couple of things. I think it only PlayStation allows you to turn off crossplay. Uh, mm. The rest yeah. doesn't. Uh, of yeah, course, yeah. Sony allows that. Of course, yeah. Of course. Of course. Sony's like, shut that gate, man. The we option is called like, like <laughs> rid of all the all the piggies, all the dirties on the other consoles. Want to delete them? <laughs> the Jimmy Jimmy Ryan is just sitting there with games. his finger. Yeah. Jimmy Ryan's just sitting there with his finger hanging it's hanging just, over just the an button. That says segregation. Yes or no? That's what it says. Nope. Um, Elysium style. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, we talked about it a lot last week, so we don't have to get too much more into it. But I did finish. Um, a Plague's Tale Requiem. I think Derek hmm. and Jeff have both finished it too. Yes. Yeah. We don't have to get too far into it. We talked about it a lot last week, but yep. um, in general, I just wanted to throw out there that hey, this is certainly in my game of the year list. I don't know exactly where, um, but it's challenging stuff like Horizon and Elden Ring that are two of my favorites from this year. It is one of those that's very memorable. It's certainly not perfect technically or even with some of the character moments, but overall, so high quality. Like I just. No game's, no game's perfect, and I just thought this one was really, really excellent, and uh, just it loved it. It definitely has to be in my top ten, and I really actually do want to do, like, a spoiler cast. I think the story and yeah. the game is one of those that There's a, a lot spoiler, to talk about. spoiler yes. cast yeah. needs to happen. And there is a uh, there's a good tease, too, at the end. So Yeah, like, for, what, for what could happen next. Yeah, exactly. So, like, there's a lot to dive into on a spoiler cast, for sure. Nice. But overall, you guys still enjoy, I know it wasn't maybe... You know, Derek, maybe some of the characters weren't always your favorite, but overall, you seem to really like it. Like a good eight out of ten. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eight I, out of like I, I, I think it's it's got to be an eight and a half, nine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, a I'm at a nine out of ten for sure. I didn't like. Yeah. I agree. Some, there's, there's some level design games. that, like, when it, I kept comparing it to Naughty Dog, and one of the biggest things I didn't say was, I think over the years, if you go back to the original Uncharted games, there are areas that are frustrating because the the level design wasn't yeah. quite sharp. But yes. when you get to the more modern The Last of Us 2 and, and Uncharted 4 games and Uncharted Lost Legacy, it's like, dude, they have, they've perfected the way to create areas to make it fun right. almost no matter which way you go. Right. And this Plague Tale These guys team, are still learning about how they're to still, and, and it's yeah. mostly good, but there are yeah. levels, there were probably a handful that I was like, all right, this area is annoying. Like, because they're yeah, trying, actually, believe it or not, like early on in the game, chapter two is when I was like, all right, this is annoying. And then uh, what didn't happen again until chapter 10, where it, it forces you into encounters that you may not be ready right. for if you didn't upgrade the right things uh, in right. advance. So, so like, uh, it's, it's those yeah. little things that I'm like, hey, with some fine tuning, with some kind of 
uh, I, I would call that polished, where you're just trying yes. to figure out better ways to tweak all the different knobs of the systems that you've created to make it, you know, really well balanced. But um, anyway, in general, I thought I don't know if they'll do it, but I would absolutely love it if like the third one went full like Last of Us, where she became it's still a survival, almost like each map's a puzzle. Like you know, right, yeah. you're limited on ammo and stuff like that. But I would love for her to become more offensive um like ellie and last of us too yeah yeah, yeah. because yeah. they are progressing her as a character like ellie oh, yeah. too so oh, yeah. it's totally reasonable and feasible that they could do that and that's what i would like I agree. that's my personal thing like if they decide no we want to go back to the roots of the first one you're going to lose me but if you keep progressing in this direction i love this one like 10 times more than i like the first one yeah. Do we I love all what, feel uh, really strong about this, how good the story was, or like is that because I feel like this is a contender for best one of the best stories of the year for sure. I loved this story quite a bit. Yeah, uh, personally, Hugo, is so cool. Look at the flowers. <laughs> shut up! Just shut up. Oh, he's like seven years old or something. Yeah, right? Rat bastard! Just shut up. Jesus Christ! Literally hey, that actually bastard. applies really that well. They rap, they rap bastard. Um, no, I I thought the story You're the was worst. phenomenal. Yeah, there, there was a there's a <laughs> the moment. The story was of, so well told. Yeah, I know they cra they crafted the story really well and revealed the lore behind the history of this whatever you want to call it disease bloodline thing. Yep. Uh, they revealed the history of it. Like the way they paced all that out is just brilliant to me. I kept uh, almost calling it some of it's a little on the nose, but yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I thought it was good. <laughs> the prima nocta. No, it's the prima macula. I think is the official name of the yeah. the uh, <laughs> infection. But I was like prima nocta. That can't be it, right? Um, but you know, I got similar vibes to towards the end of the of God of War from 2018 when they're looking through all the murals and kind of discovering yes, yeah, the the all the the lore secrets that, that are going on behind the scenes. And yeah, and, a, the, my, one of my favorite levels is when you're going down. I mean, uh, it, there's not really a whole lot of combat oriented with it, but there, you're just going down in a cave and learning about yep. all this history. And you find something that's just a crazy image uh, yep. for this game. And uh, then it leads into a, one of my favorite, you know, type of set pieces that this game offers where it's just running away from chaos. Just run. Yeah. yeah just running away. I love those moments. I think they do it like four or five times in the game, but it's, it never wears out. It's welcome for me. I love yeah. that type of stuff. Well, because not they're not super long and they're mm -hmm. not like one shot die. They're pretty, they're pretty forgiving. They're, they just yeah, want you to experience sure. the moment. They're not trying to punish you. So yeah, there's, there's one fight in Gotham Knights. Actually, there's a boss fight uh, where, um, there is a chase section and I had to replay it like six or seven times because it was so effing annoying. Mm. Um, so it's not Four like that ten. where it's like, when does this chase section end? It's not like that. It does, no. never feels like that in Plague Tale. Like nothing yeah. ever really overstages welcome to me except chapter 10. That was a little long, but that's okay. That's, that's honestly, once you get past chapter 10, it's like, oh, that was the hardest part of the game. Like the rest of it is pretty smooth sailing, honestly. And some of it was me being a perfectionist on some types of stealth games. Where it's mm -hmm. like I needed to just let some things go. Where it's like they're not giving no. me a rating at the end of this level. They just want to no. see how I want to get through. So like I had to, but sometimes I would restart a checkpoint because I'm like I didn't want to be spotted here. And even though it didn't really affect it, I would have been fine. I did that a um, few times. Too. But I do that with other games. I do that with Last of Us and stuff too. When I just don't, I'm like I was, I wanted to sneak through here without getting spotted or whatever. My own personal. Yeah. OCD. Like sometimes it's some for me. It's sometimes it's mostly. I'll restart a section if it's a dumb mistake I made where it's mm -hmm. like I pressed the wrong button and I revealed myself. Yeah, I That's stood up. I meant to I meant yeah. to do something else. Right. Like the dumbest reason to get exposed to an enemy. And it's like, damn it. All right, I'll just restart it. 
God, it's, it's they're, like... they're pretty forgiving with the checkpoints. Um, <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. They save quite often. They do a yeah checkpoint point save quite so. often. Well, I I had a Great good game, time with though. that game, yeah. and it's one of those ones where I kind of just took a big breath when I was done. Like, okay, that game's yeah. over, yeah. and like, do I want to dive into something, or do I want to just kind of sit here and play like solitaire for a minute? Like, I just needed like that nope. palate cleansing because it was it's yeah. a big it's, it's a big experience, it's you know. Dark, yeah, it's a dark it's very dark material too. Um, so then it's uh, probably two or three There's days no later. There's no time for any of that. There's no time. You gotta for that jump time. into another game, otherwise you'll never make. That's it why I'm grateful game. I was playing something as comic booky as Gotham Knights, even though it is oh, yeah. darker well, let's talk superhero about material. Uh, at least two of you have finished it now, right? I I, I, I think it's I'm just halfway through. I'm very close. I'm like in the last. Okay, you guys. Okay, but you guys have played a lot more of it. At Kyle, least. Oh, you're at God, the tower. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably forty something hours into this game. <laughs> all right, let's talk. Let's talk about Gotham Knights. Your updated thoughts on on this yeah, game. Yeah, Kyle, I if you're at, at the tower, you have like one case left after that mission. Oh well, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm, really I'm literally gonna beat it when we get off here. So yeah, yeah it'll <clears> um, take you probably like an hour and a half maybe to beat it from there. It's it's yeah. I probably got nothing left. I think this game is awesome, man. Like yeah. I don't. I just like I feel way better about it than last week, and it, I was pretty high on it last week. So, yeah. um, you know, I think I got a lot more time into it. I played a lot more co-op. Um, even when I have to go back and catch people up in their game, I'm like, I like this. This is a good part, though. I like playing this mission. Right. Um, yeah. So, like, I, I've just I've really, really, really enjoyed it. I'm interested to see here. I know not spoiler wise, but like uh, how the uh, story kind of like did you mm. end up liking the whole run of it or? Oh yeah, Jeff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I okay, really cool. did. I can see why some didn't, because there's something that happens in the last, uh, the last chapter that, like, it. I don't know. It's really hard to explain without with dancing around spoilers. But uh, there's something that happens in the last chapter that I can see rubbing people the wrong way because it's it's quite sudden and then it goes away. Uh, okay, keep it at that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's. I thought it was really cool and bold. Like it wasn't like. I felt like every turn that they took was something I wasn't really expecting um, with some spoilers, but uh, there's something that happens in the last chapter that I could see rubbing people the wrong way because it's, it's quite sudden and then it goes away. Uh, okay. Keep it at that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's, I thought it was really cool and bold. Like it wasn't like, I felt like every turn that they took was something I wasn't really expecting. Batman's um, transgender. Got it. It's bold. <laughs> <laughs> Not, he's not alive anymore, but <laughs> right. But he's yeah. <laughs> they check they check his corpse and they're like, oh, I see. Okay. Oh, oh I see. <laughs> he tucked it. Got it. Um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> like on Ace Ventura, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Just oh, that progressive movie, Ace Ventura. Uh, yeah. It, it's uh, it's that is yeah. Bold. The story right, is yeah. really good. <laughs> The story is and so... A lot of people aren't going to like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so, uh, it's, true. it's true. They really aren't. The uh, story is really fascinating, though. It kept me guessing at every turn, and I think uh, what they were doing with some of the villains that we are familiar with has just been refreshing. Uh, yeah. Like the Clayface stuff has been super fun. Uh, I really like the Mr. Freeze stuff. You fight him twice uh, in his pantheon of chapters or whatever. It's like six chapters. Harley Quinn has a few side quests. All the side quest stuff super thought out. The boss yeah. fights are cool. Like... They really did, uh, I feel like, recapture some of the fun stuff from what I hear from about Arkham Origins in terms of the boss fights uh, being memorable there. And this one, I mean, I think some of the boss fights are really memorable. I don't memorable. get this. Like, this de- I feel like this developer gets a raw deal. Like, I yeah, really yeah. feel like Arkham Origins is one of the best Batman games, if not my I favorite. Really it's way better than Arkham Knight. I agree um, with that. 
And Dude, then, I just uh, played Origin, and I thought it was so much better than Arkham Knight. Didn't look as yeah. good, obviously. No, it didn't look as good, but it, it was such a better game. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah. Absolutely. I wonder if it's literally just that. I wonder if it's literally people are that shallow that because like the Batman games look like amazing, right? Like, yeah. like well, I, it's so much so that people keep on trying to compare. Look what Gotham Knight looks like. Look at Gotham. Uh, yeah, I keep seeing uh, this YouTube uh, video. Sure. Knight, yeah. Arkham Knight. Gotham, says, yeah, this game is too. seven years old. And then it's Batman Arkham Knight versus. Hey, one's not Gotham. online. Exactly. One's not co-op. You dumb. Yeah. There's a major ingredient that you're leaving out when you're making that, that comparison. Well, your Christian butt condemns me. Get no, but not even. I'm the, not the, condemning the, anyone, but I'm not bleeping it anymore. So you're gonna be on record. It's up to you. Oh right? well, in that case, fuck this. Fuck that. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, I don't. I don't get like. I think that's what, and I was going to say this earlier when we were talking about it. I'll just say it on the show. I don't, I don't have patience for a lot of gamers that won't take two seconds for critical thinking. Like all you have to do is go, is Arkham Knight and Gotham Knights exactly the same? Like the same type of game. Yeah. Oh, beyond just that, are they the same? Fundamentally, the same type of game. The answer is no. Yeah. No, and the major difference is the co-op slash multiplayer. That is part of the single-player experience that was not in Batman. And you cannot sit here and tell me like Call of Duty Warzone looks exactly like Call of Duty single-player campaign. Right. They don't. Yeah, Why doesn't it fucking it look the same? <laughs> because it's multiplayer, you dumbasses. See, Tim, this is your fault. So that's... <laughs> That's my issue. Thanks a lot, Dad. Thanks, Dad. It takes takes like two seconds to just go, are they the same? They're not the same. So we can't compare them because that would be stupid. Just for the record, I'm barely paying attention. I don't know what I did wrong. (laughs) So so that's my issue. Like, you're not going to get on, and I'm talking on consoles because I'm playing it on PC, and I do Mm -hmm. hit 60 frames per second, but I will say this. I have to turn off ray tracing, and I have an RTX 3090. Well, ray tracing kills, like, the frames per second, usually, <laughs> in general, so... Like, if I turn ray tracing it. on, like, if I have everything ultra <laughs> ray tracing on and DLSS 2 on, on quality, with everything maxed out, the game runs at 40 frames per second. 40 to 45 for Unplayable. frames per second. I Unplayable. I hope those 10 frames are really getting you where you need to be, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, I turned off ray tracing because I just was like, ah, I don't see the value because I, you know, just looking at it from before and after, I was like, I don't see the value, and I would prefer the 60 frames per second. But the game is not unplayable at 30, and when you, again, this is why I enjoy games more is because I think about it, and I start, I guess, making excuses for the developer, and I go, why are you only doing 30? Well, because they even said they're like, it's not as simple as just dropping the res to increase the frames per second, which is actually what I said in the post. I was like, yeah, I wish they would have just dropped the res to increase the frames per second. But they said, we can't do that. And a big part of it is the Series S was an issue as well. There's a lot of things behind the scenes that we don't know about that makes things difficult. But the main thing here is the online, the co-op, the multiplayer aspect of it. You're not going to get a multiplayer game that looks as good as a single player game. I'm not saying they shouldn't have done better. Of course, like the character models, they're not exact. I think the open world looks great on my PC, but yeah. when I'm in when I'm in the Belfry and I'm looking at the characters up close, I'm like, this tef- definitely looks like a PS4. Even when they're talking, it looks kind yeah, of yeah. It just like, looks okay. like a PS4. I'm not gonna make an excuse for that. 
But that doesn't kill the game for me. I'm and I not think the, like they're shit wearing now. costumes for most of it, and I think the costumes look really good. Oh they're my very God. detailed, and like the amount of like light that like reflects off them. So it's like okay, so they don't look like next gen, or they don't look Call of Duty characters when you're in the Belfry. No. So what? When yeah. you get outside, I think the game looks great. You know it I mean? looks like, great. It runs fine. I, I can't speak for the console, but you two are playing on yeah. it. You have zero complaints about it. I wouldn't so even that, know what 60 felt like with this game because I've only yeah. played 30, and this feels fine. So, yeah, so as long as it plays fine. So like I said, my what is issue that, what is that game for you, Kyle, to say that? What, what, what benefit does that I give you? I don't know. I feel braver. You, I feel Batman, braver after saying it. First way to pain you with as many And stunning. Uh, Batman, listen, Batman wouldn't have wanted us to fight about frame rates, guys. All right, he wouldn't have wanted us that. You know what's really funny? He didn't die. Kyle, Kyle, will you swear to me about that? Will you swear to me about that? There's a clip. There's a clip at the end of the game of uh, they're showing a clip on a team, the big screen, big TV screen in the Belfry, and uh, it says in the upper right hand corner. HD 16.9, uh, 30 frames per second. I was like, oh, that's funny. That's like an in-game joke almost. <laughs> they're like, look, guys, it's 30. Even it's 30, the videos yes. they're watching at 30 frames per second. Um, so, no, uh, but um, uh, the... Uh, God dang, man. This game is so much fun, though. I mean, like, what what is the... Ha- I don't understand why this is being... Uh, Kyle, you brought this up. This is being, like, graded as harshly as Saints Row, which was arguably more broken. Like, you mean, you can't even... Way more broken. Yeah. Way more broken and definitely uglier. It was yeah, way <laughs> uglier, yeah. I, the, the, this game is two or three times the game Saints Row is, and Saints Row is getting two or three more points in this game on average. It was out of control. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's not coming from a place of, like, I don't... I mean, all of us like Saints Row. The, the I beat it. I love that game. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean... Yeah, I get it. Yeah, so, so it's just... It's just there, there's people have it out for this game for sure, and like but that's uh, what I'm I, saying. I don't quite understand, and I guess my issue was, I have a problem with it when your logic is flawed. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't mind if you don't like a game. Go ahead and tell me you don't like a game. Now give me your logical reason why. If I can't argue it, then I'll I'll let let it go. But when you're fighting me with like bull crap that doesn't even make sense, it's apples versus oranges. Just because, well, those are Batman games. This is in the Batman universe, but it's not a Batman game. It's multiplayer. Batman games are single player. It's made by a different studio than the the Batman games, except for Origins. And there's also confusion about the loot aspect, and people immediately go, "Game as a service," and it's like, no, uh, it's there's not. no, Avengers. there is not there's, a single microtransaction. There's, there's a beginning, middle, and end. Absolutely it's over love when the you loot. Beat it. You know, I love. Yeah, the loot I think the loot's super game. cool. That's the thing that I, I didn't care about in this game. Where yeah, I thought I that I wouldn't care about is the loot, and that's the part that I love getting back to the belt. I love it, crafting. dude. I, like, by I the just... last third of the game, I was having so much fun customizing the outfits and stuff, and like getting, dude, getting more the color outfits packs. Are so legit cool. awesome. Go yeah, through they so good. They, so you have a bunch that are locked, but you get to see them, and when you look at them, you're like, I can't wait to unlock that. Oh, I yeah. have to unlock yeah. that. That yeah. looks so awesome. When I unlocked, uh, when you beat the game, you get the last outfit. I think Knighthood. it's called Knighthood. Yep. And then when I walked up to all of the outfits so you could change characters, uh, they were already wearing them. And I was like, look at how awesome this looks. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm here for that. It's just such a cool, tiny moment that it's like, and I, I like that aspect out too, about, you know? Where it's like, you, whatever outfit you were wearing last is represented on the mannequin that, like, yeah, so it's like, yeah. so it's like you can kind of look at, like, oh, look at, my guys look pretty cool right now. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the last thing I wanted to bring up was uh, at the beginning of the game these characters play very similarly they have similar moves and similar this by the where i'm at and jeff you can you've beaten it so you know the they all play completely different by the time the yeah, game is done definitely. so it's like 
it's like even even stuff that like felt weird at first. We were like, Nightwing just isn't very fast. And then all of a sudden you get this hold down dodge move. And oh he God. just like, and you're like, yeah. oh, okay, you had to level him up to there. It plays to their you know? strengths as their, uh, as their, they as start, the way the characters are written. They start like, deviating. Like Nightwing, Nightwing has his acrobat background, so you unlock super quite quick, like, evade chains. Uh, or, and now I can attack them way further away and I'll jump in the battle, you know? Batgirl can hack things and, and she's Robin's like a teenage invisible bitch, to cameras. He, yeah. he has a cry button where you press it and he cries and cries. <laughs> um, Red Hood is just a brute the whole game. I mean, you, the more yeah. stuff you unlock is just more brute focused and gun focused, uh, which are totally non lethal, guys. Non lethal guns, okay? I hated when they brought that uh, up. Yeah, saying. they did bring it up in a cut in uh, an optional cutscene, yeah. I kind of I thought he was out here capping fools. Yeah, that's very like nice right of in him. the head. Yeah, yeah, that's very nice of him. I do. That's like always a challenge in these games where the superheroes aren't supposed to kill the enemies. Like, yeah, replaying Spider-Man was a big thing where you like move, you like swing the, the edge of a of a building and just throw the enemy over. And I'm like, you're killing them. Like, well, yeah. Spider-Man's their workaround is they you can swing kick a guy off a skyscraper. Yeah, sure. Then out of nowhere, like this web will grab him and stick him to the wall. Like, See, right. And in Arkham, like he, it does a similar thing where it's like a grapple will like grab him. This game, none of that. They fall all the way from the top of the skyscraper and hit the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's and your so character's funny, like, Ugh, he'll sleep that one off. Well, at least I using. Uh, pellets as bullets. Like. <laughs> You'll feel that one in the morning. I don't yeah. By the way, if you right. shoot someone in the head with rubber bullets, they die. Just that they're pretty much yeah. in real life. Yeah. So, because people just, have, yeah, people have. So uh, <laughs> definitely recommend playing as Red Hood for the final mission. Uh, the, the, I don't. There's some. There's some stuff that happens that made me go, man. I'm glad I picked Red Hood. Like it just logically that. made sense in the story. But all four of them have like a, their own kind of different. Uh, gotcha. I was going to ask you, like, doesn't, doesn't it kind of tailor mm. it to which character you are? It, it yeah, does. yeah, yeah, it does. and. So like my ending had like Red Hood talking and narrating and stuff. But and even with I me, who I was, different for all of I was them. switching like every single time I went me back too. to the Belfry. Like the game never go like makes you go, oh, like well, since you didn't bring Batwoman, like this doesn't make sense to you or this character. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it always does a really good job of making it feel like that's tough. All the man. characters were there or present. Can you imagine trying to design to that? Like that'd be tough to design. I, it's, it's uh, narratively, like with the like, dialogue and yeah, stuff, dialogue. especially like when to use they and there and stuff like yeah. that. Whenever you're talking about groups of people yeah uh who because like you know the game almost treats it like you were playing with someone last yeah. mission you know so the, like the bad guys will be like hey there they are but that you know now that's nondescript you know nouns you know so it's like it always kind of works and uh, just when when they use the name and when to use i do find uh, it funny when it just, you go to i can't uh, believe they pulled it off when like you go that. to like for example when you go to find the uh the head of the court of owls or whatever and he's like uh he she they whatever are like i'm not trying not to spoil who it is but they were like uh um all here by yourself, huh? I found me by yourself. And I was like, am I though? Like, I mean, this, this game kind of wants <laughs> me to the... believe we're all doing this together, but at the same time, you are doing missions on your own. Uh -huh. And I don't know, that's interesting how they kind of <laughs> dance around that narratively. That's um, pretty, pretty wild. Gotta be four out of 10 though, four out of 10. Four out of 10. Definitely four out of 10, guys. No, this isn't yeah. even a swimming in seven scenario for me. It's an eight out of yeah. 10 easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At, at, at like the very least. Like it's this, just, like the media it. had me lower my expectations so much. Yeah. Same. That like now that it's out, I'm like I could have been as excited as I wanted to be about this. You guys yeah. and, my heart. and it still would have delivered. You know what I right. mean? Like it was, <laughs> I wouldn't have been overhyping it. You know. You know so. what's the most fun too is like, uh, or the most gratifying aspect of the game is like the the further along that you get in the game, the quicker you are with the evades. Like you know how, like you know the symbol to look for for evades. So it does start to feel more like an Arkham game. It does. Uh, yeah. The further along you get, and the more skilled you become, is like. A, 
And perfect melee. dodges do kind of feel like counters because, like, yeah. you you keep it tight usually, you, and then you can you go right punch into an the crap attack. Out of them and it takes off way more health. So yeah. that the the combat is not the problem in this game, which it, reviews would have you believe it is, and it just it just isn't. It makes me think that they all played like the first two hours of this game. Yeah, and we're yeah, like, eh, they all feel the same, and yada and yada. Because I've seen reviews say that everyone hood. feels the same, and yada yeah. yada. And I'm just like, no, dude. When you're ten plus hours in, everybody is so drastically different, and yeah. and everything feels so good, and the combat feels good. And like Jeff is saying, you're really gelling with like the timing of the dodges, and like you feel like a superhero, like out and the, on patrol and the, and, and the, uh, the stealth capabilities. Like when you just do, like I was hitting a wall of such freaking difficult enemies by the end yeah, of the game same. that um, I had to just do ambush takedowns of an entire group of enemies, like, because they were so difficult and they kept dodging every punch and every gunshot that I was like, all right, well, I, you throw a smoke pellet down and then you just zip out of there and that puts you back in stealth and they have no idea where you are. So I'm having to do that with like 10 enemies and like, just go down, ambush somebody, take them down and then just fly out of there like for 10 times. Yeah, it just gets so different. And, and the stealth but, is pretty forgiving, you, so you, you want to sneak around that. and stuff too. Yeah, like, you absolutely. Know, it's it's not so like demanding like an Assassin's Creed. Well, even Assassin's Creed's gotten a little easier over the years. And, but, like, and yes. the, the the most fun part is the range ability. Like you can go up, you can from the top of like a rooftop or whatever, uh, just aim your gun or whatever your weapon is, uh, and and just start shooting, capping enemies in the head, yeah. uh, and they'll just drop, and other enemies will like be like, "What was that?" Huh, that's weird. They're knocked out. Did you hear and then you a can shoot them in the head. Like, yeah, it's just well, uh, back I think to our rotation. <laughs> I think it's the one with the silencer. I think he's the one that has like a silencer to his gun. Yeah, it's a dart. People better with Nightwing. Um, whereas Redwood just Red Hood just has like, you know, loud pistols basically. Um, and then you know, Batgirl has her uh, batarang. It takes a few hits to knock him down. Yeah. And Robin has his little shitty slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> but it works well, so they yeah, you the can play, like lay the proximity mines. Yeah, they turn in proximity mines. <laughs> I wish I would have given that bow staff to literally anybody else. You know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> he does. He does have a cool like main weapon. I do. Yeah, like I like the bow staff, but I just wish it weren't Tim Drake. Tim Drake can take sure. it all the way. I would all say my, if I had a sounds like a lot of Tim hate. Yeah, no, I, I like this. No, see, we got the good game, Tim here. <laughs> it would be uh, for me personally. When I see an environment with like ten enemies, and I'm like, okay, like for instance, I'll, I'll tell you the missions that have frustrated me. It's the bomb ones where it's like there's three bombs. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I, got st I got stuck on one for like ten tries one time. Yeah, and I, was they like, I can't you, believe they this. They turn the bombs on, or they turn the clock on, and it's in one minute. Now that doesn't sound like that's too bad because it's like, okay, you just got to disarm three people in one minute. But each bomb takes, takes like, 10, like seconds. ten seconds to disarm. So you anything just anything that touches you interrupts that. Anything that touches the you wind blows it. by so, anything. Yeah, you, you have know, to blow stuff yeah. at you. You have to like stealth, and I'm like, at least for me, I'm like, where is my stealth options? Like, I'll be hanging over one person, and it'll just say yeah. ambush him. I'm like, why can't I stealth here? Or if I'm trying to sneak there. around. They there spawn. are some areas that like don't have anything hackable or anything that you can shoot at to distract them, and I'm like, how the hell am I going to stealth this? It's you kind of it's really tricky. So there's it's almost like they want you to have two people, and one person takes the aggro, and the other person, you know, disarms. and it's yeah. like so, sometimes the co-op is so necessary mm. in the game design that that oh, is a fault. I would agree. I would agree. Right. And also, one of my mistakes I was making is I forgot with Batgirl, she has the. Um, she has that gun that hovers with her, but you have to activate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You get to activate it. So I'm just trying to do this mission by myself. That gun hovering around and shooting at them, like the drone gun, 
would take a lot of attention away, plus it can kill them. So I needed to use that. But as far as stealth option, it is definitely heavy on action, less on stealth. You do yeah, the stealth, the stealth becomes more about like taking out their numbers in bigger groups later in the game, like Jeff was yeah. saying, more so yeah, than like, like more so than like getting around really hard champions and veterans. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's a, for me, again, only a little over halfway through the story. I don't think I'm going to rush it. I beat it this week, but I really just want to enjoy the open world and just, I enjoy going from crime scene to crime me scene. Me too, man. Me too. I just went out, I went, I would go out on patrol sometimes with no mission loaded up and just like, yeah. I'm going to go do crime. Real quick. I did that twice for two nights to the point where I was like so over leveled that I was like, okay, I have to go do some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I actually didn't, I actually didn't realize uh, that 30 was the, uh, it's a cap, cap because the hard cap. I yeah. was at 30 for a long time and I was grinding a lot after 30 and I'm like, oh. Okay, well, I may have wasted about four hours here, <laughs> yeah. but that's all right. <laughs> Fortunately, your gear power does continue to go up. It's yep. just your uh, it's just your level. that You can't unlock any more abilities, basically, and unless you want to do New Game Plus. But that's, you know, that's it's kind of a smart move on, on their part. They want people to play their game as mo long as possible, basically. That's, that's, I but they did this way better than the Avengers. I never oh, beat sure. Avengers. Oh, this is, <laughs> this is what Avengers was trying to do and failed colossally at. Like, yeah. and, and, and anybody should be able to see that, which is crazy to me. Wow. Yeah, uh, Avengers got better scores in this game. But okay, whatever. All right. Yeah, Avengers <laughs> got better scores <laughs> right. by like four points in some cases. Well, so, yeah, because it's Marvel, uh, right? It's Marvel. Bias. I guess, Marvel yeah, bias. you know. Uh, but yeah, like, the Avengers had one of those situations where it had such a strong opening act. It did. Like such yeah. a good opening. And then once it kind of, ironically, once it opens up, it becomes a way worse game, in my yeah. opinion. So yeah. and it's not even like opening up in an open world sense like Gotham Knights where it's like, all right, let's go back out of the city. It's like let's go to the snowy tundra or a forest. Yeah. And yeah it's here's all your, the same environment. Here's your few mission like, options, and they're kind of the same thing over and over again. Good luck. Yeah, it's, it's like, like yeah. subtly yeah. randomized in some weird ways, but like not enough to make anywhere feel unique. And yeah, you're, you're like, oh, I'm at the tundra again, you know, breaking yeah. down bases. Cool. But it's the opening like, was so good, and then like the time jump and then re-recruiting different characters and kind of seeing where they are now because yeah. things have changed. And it was yeah, just the like the story was really well. Well so done. good I can't argue and that, but yeah and i liked the way the story ended but man getting there but but like the last couple hours i was like i just want to see the end of the story i don't want to do these missions anymore yeah. like, you I know you have to grind now tim now you have to grind four levels it's uh, like oh i don't want to do this yeah. <laughs> like pay five dollars to play final mission yeah the game yeah. You if you're not at a certain level basically like you either have to pay to be at a certain level kind of like destiny 2 did with each expansion or like grind for hours i think i did like three hulk missions over and over because it was easy to get like, there was something like that where i repeated yeah. a mission a couple times i was like this is not how i want to play this game exactly yeah it's not how yeah. it should be it's not how a game like that should be designed maybe a shooter yes but not so it sounds like gotham knights game. might be uh it's really solid dark horse for our game of the year conversations i'm excited to hear how that shakes out i mean yeah. it's definitely it's in my top time. 10 yeah, yeah i, I wouldn't be surprised if it's honestly in my top five i i get that there's been a a lot of great games that I love, but I wouldn't be surprised if it hits the five spot. That's and awesome. just that game just gets better, dude. So uh, if you're liking it as much as you are now, like ten hours again, from now, I can see the now. story stuff that happens there. I can see that kind of maybe turning people off. Sure. And there's a reason for that, and we can dive into spoilers maybe by the end of the year uh, when people have had time to. So you're basically trying play it or to say, not. but there's the some things that happen that I could see some people going. Up. Ooh, you know. they, yeah, they replay <laughs> "Living La Vida Loca" at the end. That's what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. They, they play it like six times in the final. Back to back. Is it different versions, or is it still the? 
It's all four of them. It's all four of them. Didn't they hire Shakira to do a version? It's kind of weird. I don't know. Red Hood and Nightwing start making out. That's the dream right there, Tim. That's very progressive. Yeah, yeah. In terms of gameplay, though, I think that it is a game that just keeps on growing and growing and growing. Like, I always enjoyed unlocking a new move. And, you know, sometimes, like, you unlock a move because of a story mission or something like that. And it's like, oh, I'm going to use this all the time now. You know, like, this is going to change the entire way. Unlocked, uh, when you have there's a certain enemy that allows you to unlock uh like the drone or the turret uh for red hood uh because the those enemies tend to tell there's certain enemies that tend to teleport or whatever so you kind of have a hard time like grasping where they're going to be so you just lay down a turret and it'll just start blasting them anytime they appear rubber um, pellet turret rubber pe of course <laughs> Hey, that's called gun safety, brother. <laughs> the, tur uh, <laughs> the turret like pops out of sight. I'll tell you something, brother. Rubber bullets only. Right, rubber, rubber bullets. bullets only. Yeah. Or just build rubber so bullet baby bumper. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want I want the gun to actually have a little flag that comes out that says "bang" on it when it unrolls. Like when <laughs> oh, it unrolls. Yeah, that'd be the Joker, right? That would be the Joker. Old school, old school Batman. Yeah. Or or uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon, you guys. That's my favorite. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. my and he and he yeah. pee. Oh my god. They brought so much gun <laughs> violence and like weird stuff. I know. Yeah, but hey, when Stone Cold broke into that dude's house and beat him up when he was crippled, that was fun. Yeah, oh my God. yeah, that was Brian Pillman, I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, was. it was Brian Pillman. Well, Brian wow. Pillman had a gun, and then they it was the other way. Feed. It was the other way around. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. All yeah. right. That was a fun story. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so Gotham Knights is a good game. Sorry for everyone who doesn't want it to be good, but it's too bad. It is a good game. Can't do anything about it. Too bad for too you. Bad. And if you start any conversation with, "Well, I read that," I'm already checked out. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's I think that's really, fair about. Dude, it's really funny seeing the ties. What about kind of... I watched that? Yeah, oh, no, yeah. same thing. I'm, I'm checked out. The, well, I, I actually I read on Twitter I, and no, no, no. Or here's the other line. I actually did. I actually did some digging and. No. Oh. I did my own research. No. If you didn't uh, play the game, I literally don't want to talk to oh, you about it. Oh, I didn't game. realize an investigative so, journalist entered the yeah, conversation. Yeah, I did, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, so I, uh, I, I've been noticing that the tides have been quietly changing. There's, it's still a minority, but I'm still seeing a ton of comments on people that are actually playing the game now. Like, we have some people in our group are pretty high on the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's, there's, you'll see a video on like TikTok or YouTube, and the comments will, are, are starting to shift and say, "I'm actually playing it, and it's, a, it's pretty fun." Like, yeah. I'm like, hey. see? Yeah. Wow. Man, yeah. Not, what a concept. I will see this. <laughs> I am not saying what I'm saying just to be different from the, the, the. You're crowd. not because you'd be disagreeing with us right now because we're the ones who are immediately in front of you. I absolutely love this game. I think it's outstanding. Yeah, awesome. you're, I mean, because you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, because you're, you're right. That's what yeah. it comes Sorry, from. you're being. <laughs> accurate yeah um, exactly yeah I, I, haven't, I haven't played a lot more of mario plus rabbits this week it's been a uh oh, that's not, a a, not a lot of chances to game this week when i have and try i was trying to finish bayonetta 2 to play bayonetta 3 I'm so i played rush. a little bit of, my son's been playing a lot of it though because you know we, we share if i'm offline he can play as me anyway so he's been playing it and loving it and i've been watching him a little bit or he'll be showing me some of the new characters it's just a lot of fun very so that that in first impression remains it's very charming and super fun but i don't have a lot more to add other than it's great and if you liked the first one it's even better so um the other little game i was i was actually playing this during my son's football game yesterday when he wasn't in or during halftime i was playing <laughs> marvel snap because i saw the reviews on this mobile game and i laughed hit. i laughed at it i was like who cares about another mobile game i i ignore 99.999 percent of mobile games and then every <laughs> once in a while some conversation about one might catch my attention and i'm like 
well, I'll just look at it. Let me just see what it, what this is about. And every once in a while, it's right. And I'll kind of get into it. Like I got into Hearthstone for a little while, a few years back. It's actually a really creative strategy card game set in the World of Warcraft universe. And it's actually quite, quite good. Same guy who directed that came over to this and made Marvel Snap. So there's a reason why there's oh, a okay. kind of that same connection of, oh, I have that, that's why so many people showed up to play this game. All the people who are super into Hearthstone and follow that guy, like they came over to. Yep. Okay, I, think it brought, okay. I think it brought in the, of course, the Marvel license and the pedigree of the of the director. Yes. I think those two things combined. So this game has made like, I don't know, millions of dollars in its first week. I forget how many. It made a lot of money in its first week. Um, so it's doing well. Um, so basically, the the concept of it is it's it's a one on one game, you against some random online. That's really how the game works. And the idea is you've got these three squares or cities i guess that you're trying to take over and you take them over by having more points on that one and you get points by playing cards in those sections and so each section has a little a uh, little space for four cards and it goes real fast the games are, the matches are like depending on how long you take to take your turn two minutes could be up to five minutes but they're real quick and you're just playing your cards um and they're all marvel characters they all have special abilities like Hulk has no special ability. He just has a really high point count because he just smashes things. Right. So he'll give you 12 points on any city you lay him on, right? Someone else like Iron Man has zero points. He does zero damage, but he doubles the points of everyone else in that square. So if you've got three other decent cards there and then lay down Iron Man, now you double your points for that square. So basically, it's just a very straightforward capture two out of three spots. And then that's the winner. So it's very, it's very easy in terms of understanding. And then I think... I imagine there are people who are really, really good at it. I think it's fun. I think it's a fun little free-to-play, give-it-a-whirl kind of game. And by the way, the the artwork is fantastic. Like, the cards look great, and then they have alternate versions of the cards, so they'll have... um, Like, I I got alternate Hawkeye, and it's just a cool little comic booky version of him compared to his more realistic take on the original card. So, anyway, it's a lot of fun. I I think it's a cool little mobile game. Give-it-a-whirl if that's your thing. It's also free, so whatever. Um... Yeah, if it, since it's free, I mean, that's kind of a, ironically, I guess, a selling point for me. Uh, yeah, it was one of those these things. Games, I, otherwise, no, no. I might not have ever tried downloading it, but I was, I got to my son's game early and I was just thinking around on my phone and I saw someone else post about it. And I was just like, I think I even saw an ad for it. I was like, all right, why not? I'll just try yeah. this Marvel Snap game. So during halftime, I ended up playing. I messaged you guys. I was like, hey guys, this Marvel Snap's actually kind of fun. But of course it was also, I was freezing cold and bored because my son was out for most of the second quarter. And then halftime. So I'm just sitting there uh, at this high school football game, which, by the way, the setting was cool. It's over at the Air Force Academy, right in the side of the Rocky Mountains. So the setting is cool, but it was chilly and I was getting bored. So I'm sitting there playing Marvel Snap on my phone like an awesome, awesome father does. <laughs> Very supportive. <laughs> Very supportive. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, there you go. Marvel Snap. Give it a whirl if that's, if that's your thing. Hey, there's uh, some stuff we were watching I wanted to highlight. But before that, did I miss anything else that that's new that you guys are playing whether it's new newly released or new for you anything playing okay uh there's some cool stuff to watch that's just been released um i watched the first two episodes of tales of the jedi but you know we're gonna wait for kyle to talk about tales of the jedi real quick the the netflix movie my wife and i watched last night was called the good nurse with Eddie oh, Red- just came out. I was wondering if it was that because that's been in my queue for. Yeah, Eddie Redmayne and uh, Jessica Chastain. It's a very s- slowly paced, but purposefully so, uh, movie. Jessica Chastain is really channeling Jennifer Aniston from uh, was it The Good Girl? Was that her kind of indie movie that she did? Was it, yeah, no. with, with Jake Gyllenhaal that movie. Yeah, she kind of channels that type of energy where she's just kind of worn out and living. She's very like normal, 
but she's struggling and like so Jessica Chastain is channeling that kind of vibe uh, that Jennifer Aniston gave in, in that, which is a good movie, by the way. Um, anyway, this is a, this is an excellent film. It's wonderfully shot. The two leads are really what carry it, though, because there's moments that it's not the most intriguing. There's moments where it kind of drags a little bit. But the two leads, even when the director purposefully chooses to allow a chaotic scene to play out while it slowly zooms in on and right at the beginning, it does this. It will slowly zoom in on one character's face as they're mm-hmm. watching the chaos play out. It's just a very purposeful direction. And my, my wife was even kind of like, all right, we get it, move on to the next, like she was ready for <laughs> the next thing. But um, but I, th- I just thought it was really well Not done. Not me, I like those slow burns. Uh, this one is a true story. It's based on a true story. It is based uh, on a true story. It's actually yeah. based, it's actually, the movie's based on a book, which is a true crime nonfiction book based on yeah. the true story. So About a nurse who was a serial killer, basically. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's Eddie Redmayne's character. And what, what's Je- Jessica Chastain's relation to him? Does she work with him or something? She, yeah, they're both night nurses uh, oh, okay. in, a, yeah, in an, IC, an ICU ward. And he actually is incredibly friendly and helpful to her. as She's dealing with a whole bunch of stuff personally, medically, right. and with her family. And so they become good friends. And then stuff oh, starts to come awkward. out that maybe he is connected to these like unexplained deaths of people who are already kind of really sick, but then all of a sudden they're yeah. dying without good reason. And so, and then they discover this is his ninth hospital in the, you know, oh. 16 years. And it's like, okay, but, I got to watch this. I'm all, about, I like, I like serial killer. Uh, I like serial killers, guys. That's what I'm saying. I like them. I like serial killers. <laughs> they're not, so, they're not doing nothing weird. They're I just got, taking some pictures. I got vibes as, uh, if you ever watch, if you ever listened, if you ever listened to the, uh, Doctor of Death or Death Doctor. And then there was a, a Hulu show about that too. The Doctor, Death Doctor. Uh, yeah. Actually, I think there was a Peacock show about. A Peacock show. Peacock. Yeah, yeah. It was Joshua Jackson was playing the yes. guy or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But that's also based on a real story where this guy became a surgeon, should not have been, and was just like horrible at his job. And people were dying because of yeah. that he was doing. That's also. So this has vibes of that where he was being enabled to do this because no hospital wanted to even sniff the liability on the damage they were causing. And so they were just trying to cut ties with them. And move him on, get him to sign an NDA, and just get out of there. And so they, they were basically Catholic churching him, just Dude, big him time. To it was yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's crazy. We, that's a crazy story. I gotta watch this movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a good movie. Again, it's very slowly paced. So I think Jeff, you'll totally dig it. I think you got <laughs> probably the rest of you might like it too. But it's just like uh, just keep. It's not a fast paced thriller. It is a slow moving, and it's not even really a mystery because you, the viewer, right away you're like. I, I knew what was happening from the opening. Like, it's obvious, but it's yeah. still compelling to watch it all unfold. So, um, and the acting is quite good. Jessica Chastain and Eddie Redmayne are great. They look like oh, siblings, by the way. When they really zoom in on their faces, my wife and I are both Yeah, I like, see the similarities in the poster. They look yeah. a lot alike. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. That is interesting. Um, so that's one thing that we watched. And so Kyle's back. I watched so, only, so far only the first two episodes of Tales of the Jedi, but so far really love the art style and the storytelling and what what they're doing there what yeah. what do you think kyle what are your thoughts on this so far or so did you watch- yeah yeah i want man these were amazing um you know done in the same kind of style as the clone wars cartoons all directed by dave filoni you know like i hope we get more of these because he took two moments in the history of star wars that are plot holes you know what i mean they're not filled in maybe if you read the books you know not maybe but if you read the books you know you'll you kind of know what's going on but for everyone who's just kind of a viewership only person like you know Dooku just kind of shows up and he's a bad guy and like everybody in the movie kind of tells you like ah he wouldn't do that like you don't really believe it because you don't know anything about him you know um and and uh, so you you get that story here uh, in these episodes uh, of of kind of like Dooku training Qui-Gon and him 
kind of getting kind of distant to like what the Jedi kind of stand for now. Uh, you know, he thinks the Jedi should stand for the people, but the Jedi is kind of more aligning with the Senate, you know, more and more as kind of years go on. Because uh, Yoda's a horrible grandmaster, but we can get into it a different day. Um, but um, um, and also the other side of the stories are uh, Ahsoka, and yeah, you yep. get a little bit about how like where where she came from and stuff like that. But it's more about bridging the gap between Clone Wars and Rebels because she just kind of disappears after Clone Wars. You know, you don't see her in the original movies, obviously. So what is she out there doing, and how does it connect to like where we see her first after her absence? And and this goes into that as well. And uh, boy, I hope they do more of this because you're talking quick eight to 10 minute episodes. I guess some are like maybe 12 or 15, but like they're over really quick. They tell, uh, you know, a different kind of arc and all of these people's histories. And uh, I think they're just really well yeah. done. And, uh, you, you you know, again, Dooku's like a really good bad guy. But like if you're only watching the movies, like you don't you don't it doesn't that doesn't really come off. You know, I agree, uh, man, because I didn't know anything other than episode two in the beginning of three where he is just Christopher Lee's menacing deep voice. And he's not nice. He's a he's a mean, mean man. And he yeah, doesn't he's like a mean old guy. Yeah, he's, he's got a he's red lightsaber. He must be he's mean. mean to, he's mean to all our heroes. And so I just knew. Yeah, he was yeah. And you so, know, but like this kind of you, you have to start thinking about like, well, Qui-Gon was such a great Jedi. Like who? was his master, you know, yeah. it's, well, it's Dooku, you know, and like yeah. you get to see why that rubbed off on Qui-Gon the way it is. They're both free thinkers, you know, they're both uh, not with the, uh, you know, the strict, you know, kind of rules of what the Jedi kind of stand for now. And uh, it's just interesting. I really liked it a lot. And I'm super glad that like they, these came out because they weren't ever going to be for the public. They were just made for like uh, D23 or something like that. I forget, or, or Star Wars Day or something. I forget. Um, but like, they're only for going to be for the convention, and and then everyone was just like, ah, we're going to give it to everybody. So I'd like to um, suggest <clears throat> that what they've done. I've only seen two episodes, so I've seen one of kind of Ahsoka's origin story a little bit. Like you get to mm -hmm. see of her family a little bit of her as a baby and that kind of thing, and then you see Dooku and a very young Qui Gon on on a mission together. Um, and so it's for me at least, it's it's showing kind of like what the Clone Wars did with Anakin, where if you go, if you just watch the movies two to three, and you're kind of like, this is a bit of a stretch for him to make the big turn in three, but all right. Yeah, but if yeah. you see the Clone Wars, and again, I haven't watched all of them, but I've watched a lot of Clone Wars episodes, and I've watched a lot of summaries of them, by the way, which are really interesting. Some people on YouTube have done an incredible job of summarizing have, the yeah. Clone Wars stuff. Anyway, um, that tells a very compelling version of Anakin's journey from one side to the other. Whereas in the movies, it can feel like a stretch if you don't have all those pieces. I feel like right. this might do some of that for Dooku as well, where it's like, hey, let's, yeah. tell, let's get a little more nuanced here with how this isn't just the cackling evil dude um, who wants to kill Anakin. And it, it, he, there's more to him than that. Um, so I like that. I think that's cool. Yeah, they did. They did a really, really good job uh, in just six very brief episodes. Uh, covering very pivotal moments in, in certain Jedi characters' history that we have never seen before. It's filling a lot of gaps, too. And it looks great. It, it, it reframes and recontextualizes yeah. the stories that we've known for over 10, 20 years. You know what I mean? Right. So it's... Uh, yeah. I like that a lot. I just any, anything more to make those prequels uh, a little more tolerable. So um, right, right. Um, you know, so just um, I I, uh, I I I'm really enjoying it. You know, yeah. um, I again I hope they do more. You you, you if y'all ever wondered where Yaddle went, you're gonna get those answers. Um, I've always wondered you know. that. I know, Tim. We, we 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 text each other at night. Deep I know. Night. We really Girl, do. How do we yaddle? Yeah. Where? <laughs> well, guess what? Um, yeah. So you're you're gonna like just little things that like Dave Filoni knows that like uh, fans are out there thinking about. Like he'll be like, 
yeah, I guess I'll make an episode or something. Like, I don't know. They'll talk about a guy who probably reads the comments, you know? So that <laughs> poor <true>. guy. <laughs> I know. That's true. That, that, poor, nice. that poor kid. Well, speaking of uh, animated content, there's a new stop motion animated. Think like Wallace and Gromit meets Nightmare Before Christmas style with this Wendell and Wilde <laughs> movie. Yeah, and, this, uh, this is uh, literally directed by the director of Nightmare Before Christmas. There you go. Yeah. And Coraline. He did Coraline as well. Coraline, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he tends to like work on projects for a long time like he's only made four movies yeah and wendell and wild is one of them and uh he's come a, he's come a long i mean i should say i guess stop motion has come a long way did he do box trolls or was that someone else i think that was someone else okay keep going so wendell and wild did Coraline, and then he did another movie i didn't really care oh he did monkey bone that's what it was didn't monkey really care bone. for that movie though that one sounds uh, familiar yeah yeah that was a brandon <laughs> fraser movie where it was like i know i've action. seen that oh one. yeah yeah it yeah, was yeah live action plus all of the animation from nightmare before christmas not it was good. it was not good, um, but uh, uh, yeah, the animation style has come so far, and uh, I, I mean, it's always just been such a treat stylistically to to feast your eyes on, and that's really where this movie shines. I feel like the plot is is decent. It's just kind of juggling a lot, and and it makes it harder for the viewer at least to grasp on to one thing in particular and and grasp onto that journey. Like the lead character does have a very definitive arc that you can grasp onto and appreciate, <clears throat> but there's other side stories that are, that are going on. Then it's like, okay, this might be a little too much uh, for, especially for a kids' movie. Yeah. Um, and, and it is there's darker content going on too. It's it's much in the same vein of Nightmare Before Christmas and Coraline. <clears throat> They're talking about death and stuff in this, uh, and, and like in a, in a kind of a morbid, you know, uh, macabre is macabre the word for that kind of way yeah, where. Too. You know, it's it's kind of like, I don't know. It's just a little dark, so maybe it won't be for all families. But, I mean, I, I know it, when I was a kid, young age, watching Night Before Christmas, this would definitely have appealed to me. Um, and, and I, I kind of hated that kind of stuff because it looked nightmarish. Like, I always yeah, I hated, like, James and the Giant Peach. I thought it was so creepy did, looking. That's, same director. Same director as this movie, James and the Giant yeah, Peach. I love that movie. Yeah, okay. that, yeah, like as that a movie kid, too. I thought Nightmare it was creepy. Fuel, but it was great. I loved it. Uh, <laughs> but um, So, I mean, I, I think this will appeal to that audience that, that kind of grew up on those movies and, and will come away with respect for this one, too. Uh, cool. Key and Peele were great. They played demons in this, um, and they're kind of using the main character to be summoned to Earth. Uh, and to they have their own goals in mind, basically. Basically, everybody has their own motivations. That's kind of where... The story might get a little muddled, but um, it's great to watch in 4K. It's beautiful. Uh, good stuff. Good, good grab. Netflix. Dude, I just went to his IMDb, INDB page, and the, his headshot, Henry Selleck, this director, mm -hmm. he looks like one of these characters that he animated. But Timmy, write what you know. You know? <laughs> he just kind of has a funny look about him. You know, like he's, he's inspired just, by, and, and he's also making yeah, a very funny face, know. like. I think he's doing it on purpose. He's just kind of a goofy grin. He, I think he co-wrote this but. movie with... Uh, oh, yeah, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, he looks like a <laughs> villain from one of these movies. Yeah. Uh, he co-wrote this with Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele's been kind of oh. a little bit on a roll this year uh, with this and Nope. Um, yeah, That's awesome. Stuff. Nice. Uh, nice. Well, there's also... And this is something I just saw advertised, and I've added it to my queue. This Cabinet of Curiosities looks... Yeah. creepy af how is yeah. it yeah. i wanted to, it's, I wanted to get into this I haven't started this is yet. a this is like a twilight zone type show or black mirror type show where it's like every episode is a different is a different horror uh you know genre or subgenre or theme mm -hmm. or whatever uh different actors different stories uh and yep. he guillermo del toro comes on the screen in the first like few seconds of the every episode and introduces a story oh and so says, like the crypt keeper yeah 
Yeah, he's oh, like, I love a, he's like okay. the Vincent Price, basically. And, oh, uh, even better. Yeah, yeah. And he's and he's introducing the story and and uh, talking about what a cabin of curiosity is. Apparently, it's like a German thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, the, some of the directors are like super well known, like Panos Cos- Cosmatos. Is yep. he did an episode? Probably my favorite him. episode. He did Mandy. Um, oh, okay, cool, cool. And uh, Jennifer Kent did an episode. She did like, what did she do? Nightingale. Anyway, she did the final I episode, love which is really good. You haven't seen it. Uh, Wait, isn't that the movie that came out a couple years ago? That was about the girl who goes on, like, a revenge. Oh, to, like, you did see that? Yes, dude. Wow. Oh, Jeff, okay. I'm surprised. I love that movie. <laughs> that was, like, high-level protestors. Awesome, right yeah, you. What a, what a you have not seen that. Yeah. He's got I, a I monocle could, out. I could have a whole conversation about it. <laughs> I don't remember talking about that at all. I was, like, uh, I, remember yeah, I, out of, I remember walking out of the theater going, I don't know how I'm going to sell this movie to any of my friends. Like, I love such I a love dark that movie. Just now. That was so <laughs> um, yeah. We went together to the theater. Yeah, I flew to Texas, and we saw You were literally sitting right next to me. I sat on your lap you don't remember <laughs> you you offer me popcorn and then you put it in my mouth for me yeah. right right yeah exactly you know there's also a uh, episode done by the director of uh the, a girl who walks home alone at night i think that's the name of it it's like a vampire kind of new new age vampire story and then uh, she did uh the bad batch too with random jim carrey and uh Hmm. Keanu Reeves being a cult leader. It's it's a weird movie. <laughs> what? Um, seen, like, that, episode, that episode she did uh, of on Cabinet of Curiosities is like one of the weirdest ones. I kind of gravitate towards the weirder ones that are more outside the box. Gotcha. And then there are episodes that are like, like the first episode takes way too long to get into the actual horror element of it that I was like, all right, now I don't care anymore. Uh, there's some episodes that are weaker than others. So the first two were pretty weak, right? And then yeah, they, I thought so. Got, I thought the second better. one was trash, but there's but a lot of people re- that you recommend approaching it like Black Mirror, where you yes. know, watch watch them in order, but think of it like these separate stories. Yes, definitely. Okay. And, okay. and you'll find one or maybe multiple that you tend to Dude, appreciate. Same with Black. The there are Black Mirror episodes that I'm like, I'll never rewatch that one. It wasn't my thing. Yeah, but there's exactly. other yeah. ones that I'm like, this was amazing. Yeah, like, like I'm never going back and watching the pig episode again. Nope. Yeah, but like I'll watch the video game one again. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah. I'll watch the uh, I'll watch the entire history of you one, and and how oh. I think they're still making a movie about, about out of that. Yeah, one, so. that was such a good one. Yeah. I'll also watch the Bryce Dallas Howard one when everyone's rating each other. I'll watch that one again. Such I a like that episode. one. Yeah. Oh my god, she goes crazy. And hey, listen, I know that not everyone's a fan, but the Miley Cyrus episode I actually thought was like pretty good. It kind of had a like. Well, I wasn't a, a huge fan. The little yeah, robot, a... whatever. I thought it was pretty good one. I don't remember that one. Um, yeah, anyway, I know we're getting, we're getting off track, but Cabinet of Curiosities is a recommend. From Jeff, yes. For the most part, yes. Like there were a couple episodes that were like some of the favorite, some of my favorite things I've ever seen all year. Like it's just, like the the guy I mentioned who directed Mandy, his episode was just floored me. It was so effing weird, and shot so beautifully, and yeah, the monster in it is just bananas. Like who thinks of this? I I just yeah, it kind of blew me away. So the other new movie that you watched that I want to hear about is actually that my wife and I last night were like, let's watch a movie together. And I was like, let me show you two trailers of the two that I want to watch. One is called The Good Nurse. We watched that trailer. She was like, that looks interesting. What's the other one? Then we watched the trailer for All Quiet on the Western Front. 
And as soon as she saw in the trailer this little scene of all these, there was a big shout. All these rats go running across the floor to like get away from whatever's about to happen. She was like, "Yeah, we're gonna watch the nurse one." She didn't even see any of the the rest of the trailer. She's like, "Oh, that's a bummer because that's like a that's like a tiny part of the movie." The rat stuff. When she saw it, was like, "This is a war based movie," and it's like she was just like a whole bunch of different things about it. She was like, "I'm not in that place where I'm ready to do that." It's a a gross movie, like in more ways than one. That's gonna be a Tim watching it alone film, and that's fine. That's fine. That's, that's always fine. a good time. You know what? And you know what? You're going to freaking love it. It, it is a wait. German film, so if you have <clears throat> subtitle hang-ups, just get over it, I guess. Or don't watch it. I don't care. Oh, I'm not. Okay, uh, I'm out then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it's... No, I Life mean, is Beautiful is still one of my favorite movies ever. And that was yeah. not in English at all. So. Oh, good. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you have an appreciation for some of that. I think uh, when Parasite won Best Picture, I was like, yep, that makes sense. It's, I, I'm totally okay with subtitles if the movie is amazing, and I think that movie's amazing. Yeah. Um, and this one, too. I think this movie is just unbelievable, man. It's one of the best war movies, modern war movies I've ever seen. Uh, and I don't, I don't mean modern war, like, it's about World War One. Modern warfare. I mean made in modern day. Uh, <laughs> modern warfare. <laughs> I haven't seen a ton of World War One movies. Like, 1917 was the it's most the only recent other one. Really. 1917... Yeah, uh, yeah, it was the last one I saw. On that and one. and that one, what a freaking movie that is. Is that one that's taking a place 10 on, out of 10 movie. I don't Dude. think that one's taking place on the Western Front, right? Because Western it Front is, is not. France and, I don't and think Germany. So, no. no, it's yeah. particularly actually towards the Eastern Front where they yeah. kind of push too and far and they get surrounded. And that's where the they weren't allied powers back then, but that's where they were having more success gaining ground. Whereas yeah. the Western Front was the most pointless part of the war because they would only gain, like both sides would sometimes just gain a few meters at a time. They would never there. gain control of the Western, and so many people died. Yeah. Like, it's just insane. Just the a lot of that trench, count. like nasty trench warfare, yeah. too, right? It's, yeah, the yeah. body count is just nuts, considering yeah. how nobody won anything in that side of the war. Like, nobody. Like, uh, and, and that's the Sorry, I'm still movie. thinking about 1917, about how it's, it's, shot, so like, good. it's shot like a one yeah. long shot movie. Yeah. It, it is, so yeah. Editing points yeah. are so clever that like, I had to watch a video to have them pointed clever, out to me. I think I only caught clever. one on like a totally dark part. Of the, I was like, that's a cut. <laughs> there's, some, uh, there's some long takes in this one, too, where like you'll be in trenches, and it'll be like a long cut, and you'll see them run up and run out of the trench to charge. Uh, but they don't. They're not trying to infringe on 1917's gimmick. Yeah, so yeah. They they do cut away every now and then, but there are some really impressive long takes in this, and it is brutal in a way that the 1930 movie could not be because it's black and white and oh and sure 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 made in Hollywood and it's American too, like fake German soldiers. Like, are you kidding me? These guys are like, yay! I can't wait to register. It's like, come on, you're not German, bro. <laughs> not fooling anybody. Uh, that movie's great and one of the or whatever, but like for its time, and this totally emphasizes even more so the themes that the old movie was trying to dig into really deep about uh, how how violent we get. And like, there's a part in the book, I can't remember if it's in the old movie or not, but there's a part in the book that this is based on where he, um, the main character that we follow, who lies about his age so he can serve his country, uh, he gets into a hand-to-hand combat thing, kind of like Saving Private Ryan moment with the knife. Oh uh, my gosh. He gets into like a hand-to-hand combat thing with one soldier and the soldier just wouldn't die. Like he, he just kept like ugh, making noises and like just struggling to breathe and like and in the book he like sp- spent hours with this guy like waiting for him to die and they kind of do that as a brief scene in the movie but it's just so freaking powerful dude like yeah yeah i know we've seen tons of it's not treading any new ground in terms of you know well, war is hell yeah, yeah. you know war is hell like we've seen tons of movies like that but this i mean 
It's still a good version. Yes, but the reason why more, in my opinion, war movies are so compelling to a lot of us, especially men, but of course women get really into it too, but there's a combination of the combat and like the who's going to win, who's stronger. So we're interested in that in the back of our minds, but more importantly, it's like who's brave, like who who are you really in that scary, crazy moment? Like there's something about the, like who a real man is in that moment that Mm -hmm. compels a lot of us to want to see those stories unfold. And you get to see like who's the real hero and who's not. Like there's something about that that compels me to this keep watching. About, this is more about the gray areas of war, kind of like too. the movie yep. uh, Fury uh, tackled, where yeah. these guys are not. I mean, they're not having a good time. Let's just say that. <laughs> they're they they're like not they're, you know they're kind of they're kind of shown all this propaganda by their own country to be like this is a bold thing to do is to is to serve your country and it's brave yada. And then they, as soon as they go to war, they're left to fend for themselves. They don't have yep. any food, you know. Uh, they can lose weapons, lose ammo. Like, I mean, it's just, it's a free for all basically as soon as you get out there and the people that are using them as pawns don't care, you know? Um, it, so yeah, it's very much focusing on that aspect of the war and not so much, uh, talking about heroism. It's actually like more like, um, more like the soldiers that are the main focus of the movie are like, Oh, we're not heroes at all. We're kind of, this is this war is making us horrible people. Like war is bleak as hell, man. Yeah, it is. And back then too, during that Western front, I mean, just nothing but soldiers that are miserable, like yeah. just people dying all the time for no good reason because sure. they couldn't. Nobody could gain ground on that side of the, that side of the war. Yeah, it's an interesting I, war, man. I think it's that's makes that's again that's what makes it compelling is good, interesting characters yeah, and good stories definitely. within yeah. a horrible backdrop of Dude, of and, like and, governments making decisions and sending <clears throat> really truly innocent soldiers from both sides to yeah. kill each other, and yeah. that by itself is going to be compelling. No matter yeah. And they do actually focus on Daniel Bruhl's in this, and he plays one of the politician-type people that are negotiating peace in the movie. So you get to see kind of both sides of, like, what it's like for the people in their ivory towers getting to just move their soldiers around, and mostly from the soldier perspective. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The opening five, ten minutes of the movie is just so gripping. It shows the life cycle of a soldier, basically. Like, what it's like when they enlist, to wow. when they go on the field, when they die, and what happens to their you know, wow. all of their stuff left over. Like it just gets thrown back, re- their, like, you know, their um, outfit, whatever you would call their outfit, uniform. Yeah. It's kind of recycled and put back into production for the next soldier. Back it's into just, supply. Whoa. It's just, yeah, it's so good, man. Man, this movie kind of blew my mind. It's one of my favorites of the year. Well, speaking of stuff to watch, this kind of takes us right into some of our headlines. I thought this one was interesting because it actually truly does bum me out. Usually I don't care about casting stuff with video game adaptations, but I have so loved Henry Cavill as Geralt in The Witcher. And he's got one season left, and that's next summer. And I got to be honest with you, if the announcement had been we are ending this run of The Witcher with season three, but don't worry, we got more Witcher stories to tell, future spinoffs. There's a there's already yeah, the other yeah. spinoff. Like they've already franchised got, it. We've yes. got more <laughs> Witcher stories to tell. Then I'd be like, awesome, tell a great yeah. season three, wrap up Geralt's TV story, TV show story, and then move on to other characters. Great, but they're recasting Geralt with Liam. Mesworth, by the way, Jeff, good play there. Not Mesworth. 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 Um, they're recasting Geralt, and they're going to continue on season four. So, like, to me, I'm actually more bummed that it's not like, hey, the show's going to end at season three, leaving right. me wanting more, which is actually, right. if you look back on it, that's a good feeling. If you finish a show and you wanted more, but boy, yeah. what a great finale, yeah. that's the perfect way to end a show. But if you're going to move it into season four and recast, now I'm not saying it can't be good. But Classically, boy, it's not good though. Like, boy, am I not excited? Shows like Spartacus it's... had to change like their lead actor halfway yeah. through, and it totally fell off. Like 
That was well, this he is had cancer, almost though, right? because he, he died from cancer. He died of cancer, yeah. but it's still a recasting. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah. They, didn't, they didn't change the story or change the character. Exactly. Like, we're going to keep this character. Yep. We're going to make a new person there. But you're already identified with that character yep. with this other actor, you know? Right, and it's like, right. it. people can't get over the hurdle. Like, they can't. Like, uh, and historically, if you go back and look at shows that have tried to do this, like, I don't know if any of them have ever uh, had seen success. So, yep. You know, so it's, it's, it's like the it's, opposite of what we're seeing with Black Panther, where they are properly moving on, and I think there's a mm-hmm. there's an argument to be made, like, hey, they could have just recast him, like, yeah, they could have, and they, they will. I, I feel like they will eventually. They will. Yeah. They could eventually, but Different like for universes. now, for, yeah, yeah, for now, exactly. they're moving on uh, without having his character leave the fictional yeah. universe that we're enjoying. Right in well. this universe of MCU, right. he's dead. He's, so, he's dead. But, How uh, can he be Black Panther if he's dead? Yeah. So uh, yeah. <laughs> So what? yeah, I think this is I think this is a bit of a bummer, but uh, I am still excited for season three. That means I got we still have a whole full season of Henry Cavill's uh, Witcher. I still haven't even finished season. Two. I didn't even watch season two. Yeah, see, oh, me, dude, I haven't watched any of them. So good. Yeah. Season two is great. Like yeah, season, season one was so good. season one uh, was a bit of a mess, even though it's still very good. Um, yeah. In terms of what they were they're they trying to do, some creative storytelling that I think didn't always work. But it still overall was enjoyable. I thought season two was way better. I, I really liked season two. It was more linear, right? They it was more linear. Yeah. And it, but it allowed you to not constantly be wondering what the heck is going on and just enjoy the characters yeah. and the narrative. The first episode um, I did watch of season two, and I was like, oh, this felt like a side quest type episode. Yeah, because like, yeah. he's yeah. Is that the one where he goes to like a haunted house or something like? Yeah. That? yeah. Something in the, like in the yeah. beginning of season two, it's a, basically a haunted house. Yep. Yeah, I watched okay. that. Um, so anyway, and it was a good episode. I just got sight because it was. I think it came out very end of the year. I just it's got like Christmas time. Stuff. Yeah, Christmas time. Yeah. So anyway, there you go. There's the Witcher news. I don't think that's great news, but it's also like maybe in my yeah, mind I can just I'm, maybe I'll stop watching after season three because that's it. That's the story that's, of yeah, Geralt that's that my I care Geralt about. right there. Yeah. That's the only yeah, Geralt that's I care probably about. how it's gonna. I'm gonna not, land on not it my too. Geralt. Yeah. Well, you know, and, if they were saying we're gonna recast, but they didn't announce who it was, maybe or maybe if they were like. <laughs> It's it's actually a nearly no name or someone who we know is like someone who's up and coming like maybe, but Liam Hemsworth. It just feels gross too because days ago he's like I'm Superman again and then like he's like and I'm quitting all my other projects. Yep. It's just yeah. like yep. it kind of yeah. There there's a line to be drawn there and and that part of it feels gross that it does. like you know yeah, um, it feels like but also well, I don't know if he had it if it has to be if it's a contractual thing where he has to be maybe. Fully invested in the DC universe. Well, Mar- I'll tell you, Marvel just... contracts are like that. So, yeah. or they were so, at one point. So, I, I wouldn't mean, be surprised if that's what, like. Well, and I, I did, like... I did some digging, uh, and I, I was waiting to show. Oh, you did some show. digging. You did some digging. Yep, yep. I did some everyone just went on mute. How weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I did a little. I did, uh, and The Witcher is a very hands-on production. It takes months. Uh, it's six yeah. days a week. It's shot on site. Um, it is it, not dude, something you show. vacation I love away. It's not looks. something you vacation away from to go to right. a different set on a different right. part of the world right. and then fly all the way back to Europe to shoot. Like it's it's a very demanding shoot or whatever. Yeah. So it very much so probably was a either or situation for Superman and, and Witcher, you know. And like, will we ever know for sure? I don't know. I don't know if he'll just straight up say that. But like, when you look at kind of the production of The Witcher and how demanding it is and how long they've been shooting season three. Uh, which they're still shooting, mind you. He had to sneak off set secretly to go, uh, to go, you know, do something else for a different project. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> really? 
Yeah, well, yeah. Also, and to like, what, to what degree do we tell... say this is Henry Cavill's fault? And to what degree do we say, like, no, he wanted to do three seasons and they decided with the success it's going to go further. And he's like, well, I'm doing three. Like, we don't know. We don't know if we he don't know. Like, yeah. Henry, you know, I mean, there, there's there's rumors yeah. out there saying that he hasn't been happy with uh, the production of the yeah. second and third season of the show, you know. But again, none of this is a quote, you know. You did so some digging, to... though. So. I did a little digging, though. You know, somebody <laughs> said that he said that. So. Somebody said somewhere <laughs> that. That's the name of this episode. Ignore that. Part, but the stuff about the production of the show is very true. And it the name is of this episode is We Did Some Digging. We did some digging. Dot, 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 dot. Oh, that's good. Um, by the way, if you haven't watched it, it sounds like a couple of you haven't. I highly recommend it. It's a great show. It really is a, a fun show. No, yeah. No, I, I will really give like Netflix a shot on November 3rd when they give me their ad their version ad of it for eight bucks. Yes. Oh, that's smart. That's yeah. smart. Give it a whirl. People are um, mad about that. Also, uh, if you can't think I'm of a good it. Liam Hemsworth role, that's because there aren't any. Uh, so yeah. that's why we're not excited. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was that. I, I you know, honestly, I want to see a, I want to see a buddy yeah. cop comedy between Liam Hemsworth and Joel Kinnaman. It'd be so dynamic and <laughs> no, so fun. Yeah, yeah. I, and just I, you know, like to be the most boring Hemsworth and brother, Clint Eastwood's like, son, Scott and Clint, Eastwood. Yeah, yeah Scott Eastwood. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Would oh, you call God. it the, so would it be like the other guys, but it'd be called the boring guys? Yeah, yeah. the boring guys, yeah. The mad guys. Yeah. The, the mad guys. Um, you know who else doesn't like to, uh, who who else hates stuff is Japan, because they're not letting Callista Protocol arrive <laughs> yeah. in their country this whatsoever. Freaking segue. Yeah. Don't even, uh, they, uh, Look, don't even try, we can't. The developer, the developer won't cut some of the violence that's in the game that the ratings board yeah. are saying they have yeah. to cut, and so therefore it's not allowed to release in that country, which is crazy. But, but I heard somebody that they wouldn't even let them resubmit either. They're like, so, also, not... is anyone else curious now? How violent is this thing? Like, let me. I know, I know. What? I've been watching videos on it because I was trying. I've already said this before. I'm not the biggest Dead Space fan. Right. Right. Um, I the actually the only one I beat was Dead Space Three, which everybody hates. Um, <laughs> I but, love that. That's so fun. I wasn't that into this. Sci-fi, like, horror is not my thing. Um, so I started watching some videos of it, and that's when I was like, you know what? This is day one for me. Even though they said this game's really hard, which is kind of a turnoff for horror games. I don't really like them to be. I'm not looking to play a Souls game uh, and a horror game. But uh, anyways, watching the videos actually made me go, I'm sold. This is day one, no doubt. And part of it is basically the fatalities. Like this, this goes beyond like Mortal Kombat. There's like a sense of humor to their fatalities. Like you know, Johnny Cage will split their head and then put a, you know, an Oscar statue of him in sure. between their, you know, the brains, uh, brain being cut in half. This know. game is very realistic looking violence. Like we're like the the one where they show your character getting caught in a fan and being like. Yeah, it's shocking it. how violent it is. That <laughs> stuff's in Mortal Kombat, but Mortal Kombat comes off as like, this it's isn't collapsed. real. Yeah. Whereas this game looks like, if this actually happened to you, like if you got stuck in this, this is what it would look like if you went yeah. through this. Yeah. So, and the, and the whole design of the game, this is another thing that intrigued me, is like, they're like, we're going to make deaths a part of the game. Like, we're going to make it like, you know, when you die in a game, you get the same death screen and you're kind of like, this is boring. We're going to make it like where it's a part of the game. It's a foundation of the game. Like we want you to die and you're going to experience he, the, the the creator of the game who used to be part of the Dead Space games. He said he's the creator of Dead Space. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like, I don't know how many death scenes we have. It's like 
we don't know the number. We just it's like the no man's sky for death scenes. It's not for yeah, yeah. See, there's, an, there's, a, there's an AI algorithm that runs on flesh tearing and <laughs> based off like where you're Every at. Every death is unique. What angle you're at. What's yep. happening in that scene? What's the enemy? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, anyways, I'm very intrigued by the game, but I can I understand. Intrigued. I'm not saying it should be boycotted, especially from that area of the world where Japan have- like has a whole thing where like tentacles come out of like vaginas. So like this is really rich to me. You know, like yeah, I know. I just, so I gotta, the hypocrisy, like, right? The hypocrisy. Yeah, they're just like the they, they, they push the envelope is- in some really weird ways and then they'll really pull back on other things. Yeah. And I'm like the only right. thing I can think of is, is this is hey we have an issue with how realistic it is rather than Maybe. how violent it is. Because sure. they have violent crap. They have sexual but stuff. It's, but it's mostly cartoon and anime style as opposed to to, uh, yeah. This looks real, yeah. which is way more artistic. Yeah, I mean, right. they still or, blur out know, their penises in porn. Come on, guys. <laughs> You're right <laughs> about that, and that's the thing I'm talking about. It's like we can show sexuals, but the second it's real genitalia, we're out. <laughs> this right. is an area where this is an area where Derek did some digging. And go ahead, Derek, load up the segment. I did some digging. You did some digging. Digging for that blurry sex. Thanks for you know what? Thanks for putting in the time and effort there, Derek. I appreciate. Well, releasing, I believe, on the same day as Callisto Protocol is Midnight Suns, and so that'll be an interesting, and I think, nice duet. And nice speed. duet. Actually, okay, nice trio of games, right? Three yeah. very different games releasing that day. Yeah, That's cool. Two, one of which is like a palate, you know, racing games like always a palate cleanser, so. It is, yeah. It would, it I would be co- buying the more expensive version, so I'll get it November 29th, but the, oh, nice. uh, the standard yeah. edition is December Is that 2nd. for Need for Speed? Oh, oh, I might be doing that then. I'll too. do that too then. Yeah, yeah. I, I always, oh, I always oh, do their oh, like. Digital hey, you got that money? Yeah. If oh. you want to siphon money out of gamers, give them the game three or four days early. That's a really, yeah. A really exactly. easy I always idea. look when I look at the digital like like the premium versions. There's two things I look for. What are you giving me like digital content that actually I would care about in the game? And another selling point for me, even though I know a lot of people and I totally get why they would have a problem with this is. Giving me early access, so yeah, I if, like it too. And I understand the problem. More, and you give me, let's say, fifteen dollars worth of content. I I pick how much the the content's worth, and I feel like it's fifteen dollars worth. And then my brain will go, so you're paying five dollars to get this game that you really want three days early. I'll do it. Yeah, and I do that. Yeah. Well, the so uh, um, doing that a ton. <clears throat> Yeah, the digital over. Said Square's been doing that like a, the past, like um, all those Valkyria they Chronicles deal field. They did that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't do a deal field because I wasn't completely sold on whether I would love the game as much as I right. ended up loving it. But um, I just bought the standard version. But yeah, you you bought the deluxe version right because you started playing like three days yeah before. yeah you, you were early because yeah. i just wasn't aware i went to gamestop and i was like all right i'm here to pick up my thing and they're like it's not oh yeah i was like God, son of a bit like i forgot they had done that with another game like er- earlier on so like yeah then i just went home and got the deluxe one so i could play right then and there but I just yeah you yeah. walking in with your elbow swinging and walking out with your head down and... yeah in college oh, you sorry, buy that game if you bought call of duty physically you couldn't play the like campaign this. early this year so like that is a digital only you know yeah. perk well, the yeah, Midnight yeah, yeah. Sun season pass is going to include, um, I, I don't know if it's going to be at launch, but eventually it's going to include Morbius, Deadpool, Venom, and Storm as new One players. One of those matter, characters. guys. It's Morbius, obviously. It's, more, it's Morbius. Yeah. It's going to be Morbius. Time, yes. I'm actually glad you're telling me this, because now I was going to just do the standard version for that game. Maybe but I that's not it. all, though. Dude. It's going to include new story missions they'll add, including new selections of skins, uh, new upgrade for your base of operations. 
And um, but the season pass isn't expected to be uh, available right at launch. So it's one of those things where the game will launch. Now there might be some kind of gold platinum edition. I don't know. I haven't looked. So you can there's like three versions of this game. There's like a standard digital deluxe and okay. then like the gold tier. <laughs> Okay, so I think you can purchase it, but the actual content won't come till later. So you can purchase yeah, the yeah. season pass ahead. Okay. I feel like there's okay. gonna be plenty of heroes to choose from at start at launch. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of where you guys were talking about. Like you gotta wait to want to see until you how much you like the game if you're gonna buy all the extra contests. Let me yeah, just buy like the base. Like with Gotham Knights, I bought their cosmetic pack like three days ago because I was like, you know what, I do love this game. There Might you go. as well. Yeah. Buy okay, some more for all these, yeah. or whatever in an upgrade or two. Yeah, makes sense. No, I'll um, buy that and it's cheaper. I didn't want to pay. You paid the twenty five dollars. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to do that. I I get why you did it, but I I don't. I couldn't justify twenty five. So uh, speaking of superhero games, we just talked a lot about Gotham Knights, but um, the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League game is getting close to being finished. So I think we can have some confidence that it will arrive. You know, at least close to. When they're saying for next year, um, Kyle, uh, your thoughts are delayed. Y'all really want to know? Uh, y'all villainize me whenever I speak the true, true. Okay. <laughs> the true, <laughs> true, true. <laughs> the wow. True. The true, true. Okay, Cloud Atlas. And that, so that was like the Cloud Atlas. That was like a, that was like a, yeah, that was like a preschool teacher way of saying, now be true, uh, true. No, that's from Cloud Atlas, Tim. It's art, okay? It's art. <laughs> <laughs> like that's Avatar. Um, hey, have you guys, Avatar. have you guys seen Avatar? Have, have you guys seen Avatar? Avatar? You guys, did y'all rewatch it again when it came to theaters? I, I, oh, yeah, absolutely. I was, yeah. I, there. <laughs> I um, genuinely did. First and I, so anyway, the Suicide Squad <laughs> yeah. Kill the Justice League is near, nearing completion, so it seems like they're on track. But the Rocksteady co-founders are stepping down at the end of this year as well. To it pursue... won't affect this game at all. Yeah. Not, no, and so no, I wanted no, to. Pre- have... I think they they announced that smartly in, at the same time, pretty much like, hey, Suicide Squad's on track. Things are looking good, and the founders are deciding to move on to other things at the end of this calendar year. So I don't think there's anything big and nefarious happening. Who knows? But it's it's hard not to see anyone leave a company these days and not assume, oh, so you like oh, hit yeah. on someone in the bathroom? Oh, you got caught. Like, you got caught. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, but. and I, it, it's never nice to see the lead creative people leave either. Yeah, right. Where it's like, you know, it's like when the GTA guy, the one of the Hauser brothers left, and yeah, it's like, yeah. well, he's the guy who wrote Red Dead Redemption Two and Bully yeah, and GTA Four, like you know, all the games that we love. Yeah. So him leaving is problematic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. So like, and this is kind of that too. Except when the doctors left for Bioware, I remember when Bioware never was good ever again after that. I do remember you know? that. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> that happened. Y'all remember, uh, y'all remember that? The you know, so it's 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 one of those things that it, it it's 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 rough to read. But there's so many talented people in the industry now. Like picking somebody up and like being able to band together a good team is easier yeah. than ever. I think so. I, think I don't know they, if it's uh, the best the, sentence the that we think that it is. Issued, I think it is. The statement they issued and the studio issued like. <laughs> Both didn't sound very concerned at all. It left me feeling. It didn't a sound. Where they're yeah. Going. Exactly. Yeah. Feeling. Uh, because they're, they're they still have founders that work there. Like one of them is going to take over the main. Uh, what's it called? The he's just basically going to take over the role of studio director. At one it of truly sounded like they were just so, ready to move on to other yeah. phases of their life. Yeah. Which yeah. like yeah. the industry is it's yeah. it's pretty fast paced, man. You know, like I, I'm surprised people stay in it as long as they do. To be honest, I mean, I could see that maybe back in the future to do something creative, maybe even gaming related, but they don't have to. Like it, they, it seems like hey, we're turning the page on this part of our lives, but who knows? Yeah, they um they seem to like really. It, it actually happens a lot where I work too. People just like get bored in their position like really quick, like some more than others, and they're like, I just want to go do a new. I'm like, all right, I mean, yeah, geez, man. I just want to go guess. fish in Wyoming or whatever. Uh, yeah, I the, see the, it the with, doctors I see and fire were left to go make beer, so you know, I see people it with boredom. Do stuff. 
I also see it when someone just kind of feels like I'm not driven and, and like, not even I'm bored, but it's like, I don't like, I feel like I've accomplished what passion I wanted to gone. here and my mm. passion for this is gone and I need to get somewhere else where that can kind of like reignite that spark. Yeah. So there's all kinds of good reasons to leave a place. Um, in addition to all the negative ones you usually hear about, um, mm -hmm. there's a lot of negative ones, but, um, speaking of Bioware being bad, we got an update on Dragon Age Dreadwolf. I'm excited uh, for this game. And strike from the record, everything I just said, I'm excited <laughs> for this game. <laughs> uh, but apparently the game is, uh, playable from beginning to end, so alpha status, but now they're, <laughs> that, now they're just Almost digging there. down into, like, the relationships and the narrative cohesion with all the different paths that are going to be available to you. So, it's like, about it's just goddamn cool to, time. It's cool they to just hear have that to patch in the Star Wars, uh, DLC for that game. Yeah, yeah, of course. Connected to Fallen Order, right? Connected to Fallen Order. Connected to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wolong, Wolong Fallen Dynasty has an official release date of March 3rd. When nothing else is coming out, so that's perfect. Yeah. I'm glad that they they picked that date specifically. They were like, what's the clearest slate of release dates? I'm just so glad they they listened to the and that's what the whole point of these alpha betas are supposed to be that they listen to the players and we're like to hey feedback. yeah yeah th this is an amazing game it really is i played no, the hell out really of that alpha demo. to be listening to others though is it see see you said alpha beta there referencing to technology i i, I get confused now i don't know which is which one you're referring to <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> like i mean to be fair that's probably the first time i've mentioned alpha beta and not meant it and in a sexual way. Right, um, yeah. Well, that's that's why it was confusing, so. Uh, but, like, to listen to the feedback, because there was some things in that game where it was just like, I don't know how extensive you guys played the demo that I think a lot of you guys, if you played it at launch, you'd be like, this game's too hard, it sucks. Because there was just a lot of, th like, your healing was super slow. I'll be so when totally you're fighting... transparent. I only played through to the first boss, and I just, I thought it looked cool, played kind of cool, but was too difficult. I was like, this isn't my style of difficult. This is like oh, punishing and just not fun difficult. So I was like, this probably won't be for me. So I kind of have written it off, but maybe I'll circle back to it. No, I, I think this is this is like legit, like Sekiro, but maybe they'll have us level up better, like how I wanted it to be in Sekiro. So I really think this could be one of their best. But anyways, they listen to the fans. That's what I like. I like that they listen to us. That's really the story here, is them yeah. adjusting to the feedback. And that's, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, good for them. I think that's great. Um, we talked about The Witcher earlier, but The Witcher games are still a thing, right? We've heard that they're getting ready to launch a brand new set of Witcher stories in the future. You know, CD Projekt Red has already talked about that. Taking away from the team, guys, but and they're now, doing this other <laughs> Dan, that's exactly it, man. They're going to be taking away from all that progress because they're doing a remake of the original Witcher game. Okay. Yep. Um, listen, I don't care what people say. I'm excited about this one because oh, this is, that's like a new game for me. This game the, yeah. needs to have a second life. You know what I mean? Because like, I played the first I game. I tried to play the first one. It's I, awful. I, played it, I played it all the way through. It's the not a super great. fun game experience, although the yeah. story was kind of interesting. It was great enough for me to play too. the second game. The second game is so improved. It's unreal. Like the step yeah. up from one to two was unbelievable. And then, of course, now going to back to play two after three, there's elements of two that still work, but it's it's very clunky. So like yeah. each game took monumental steps but forward. Yeah. Still very like they were playable. a small two is very Polish yeah. studio when they made this game, but they actually were at the forefront of like really choice-based game like RPG westernized gaming, you know? Yep. I remember um, when the first one came out, it won like a lot of awards. And this yeah, one, it yeah. was only on PC and I didn't have a PC. 
had so elaborate like, like romancing systems. It had elaborate choice systems. Like you know, you would entire sections of the game would be cut out, geez. like based on stuff that you made. You know, like choices. This is made, exclusive like... to people that watch. On oh YouTube. my gosh! Oh, geez. Um, so yeah, it's it. what does that mean? It's, it's exclusive uh... content. <laughs> exclusive. This is a good move, I am sad that we won't get Witcher Four Copy. now because this game is coming out or whatever right. people are saying. But it's um, replacing it, I think. Uh, it's replacing it. Sure. Yeah. All the all the uh, elements are going to this game. Well, I was really um, hoping that that the Witcher Studios would work on like Persona Five Royal, like coming out on another system. <laughs> yeah, sure. God damn, God damn it, yeah. Derek! I was really hoping. on a different platform, it's totally different. My gosh, you're so stupid. For this remake, uh, they tapped some smaller <laughs> Polish studio, right? Like they're they're parenting a smaller Polish studio oh, that's making. Which are, yeah, they're uh, partnering yeah. with a ton of different developers to do yeah, all yeah. The, so the like extra Witcher stuff they announced. They're 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 want to make franchise out of these games. They're reaching outside of their own teams to like make yeah. a lot of these games. So, so I've started to also if they if they suck, they can be like, we didn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> it won't. It's the best escape go ever. It's like, well, we'll make sure we keep these stories the, uh, in house now. Kind of like Rockstar with the GTA trilogy enhanced or whatever. It's like, oh, what's last bro? Yeah, you know what's funny though is that like these are companies who who they live or die based on bringing money in from the products they're creating. So, is some dumb troll fan who looks out there and goes, "Well, you guys are going to slow down on Witcher Four now?" Are they going to go like, "Oh wait, we didn't think about that. This guy's right. Oh my gosh!" Like. Obviously, they've planned it out, staffed for it, budgeted right. for it, and timelined right. this out. Clearly, no, they, no, they didn't. It's it's almost don't, like we don't no, work there. It wouldn't, hard it it wouldn't have been greenlit, you idiots. So, you like, know, get a game greenlit, like you have before. to appease to a board of people who are going to pay for this game, and you have to right. convince them. Like, it's Dude. not a decision you make overnight. Yes. Where you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to make. Blah blah blah. Like yeah. Yeah. Tim, Tim has become unhinged. <laughs> Guys, I did some digging. Just because. Oh, good. Hold on, let me mix fix my mic real quick. Go ahead, Tim. Because right. I I think they add to us getting more new IP and in, in these big companies that have to answer to boardrooms, giving them more leeway to be more creative because they're re-releasing stuff. Plus, there's games like, for instance, you guys have brought up before, I really want a new Onimusha. Well, how are you going to get a new Onimusha? Mm. By just saying, I really want one? Or them re-releasing the game and people either buying it or not. If they buy it, right. it's a test. And it's a safer test because they don't yeah. have to... It is and much they money. did that with Onimusha too, and guess yeah. what? Nobody bought it, so we're not getting another one. So <laughs> I bought it, Kyle. I bought it. I bought it too. <laughs> Dude, I think the number of people that purchased Witcher Three has financed three full games and all the remakes you could ever want. Like they've yeah, got enough absolutely. money to do all and those. The DLC. Yeah. And the DLC. And guess exactly. what? That Cyberpunk game, twenty million units. They're doing all right. Yeah, I think they're doing <laughs> yeah, they're fine. fine. They're doing fine. <laughs> they got um, a lot of money. Yeah, they make so. good games. You can complain all you want about like, well, Cyberpunk was broken, blah blah. It was still good, and it's so still excellent. To a certain extent worked. Yeah, yeah. I just had to. Me. Once I switched to PC where I could actually play it, I was like, this is a good game. I don't. Yeah, yeah. It's not it, to me at the level The Witcher is. I the Witcher is the a Witcher, The Witcher is but, a, just a. a probably one of the best made games of well and i just so like I that setting like better than, like i like the fantasy setting better than cyberpunk between the yeah. two. how dare you sir just yeah, personal preference he's, I just like he's setting. right he's right though he's right i agree but i also think the thing that really hurt Ooh, it for me personally nerd. is going first person view i got a sword and shield you Dude, i was actually gonna say those are my two <laughs> things like my personal preference is third person view 
and then the setting wasn't my favorite. But even with those things, I, I think I put in about 10 hours into that game, and I keep talking about going, and I will go back and play that game and start to finish again. But I, lo- I still thought it was excellent. Like, I'd still cr- categorize that game in the sphere of this is Go back to it when you upgrade your PC. So yeah. if you ever upgrade your video card, go back to it when you That's can turn ray tracing on and max it out and, and get it above. You know, you better be above. Don't we? Tim, don't we have? Don't we have the, Tim, don't we have the same card? Don't we both have a 3060? No, no, you you upgraded your card. I did not upgrade my card. Oh, I thought you had a 30 series. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, never mind. No, no he's um, been us. You're a poor. I'm sorry. I'm a poor. <laughs> oh, wow. He's had that card <laughs> oh, for like two months. Why don't you just play on Warpass, buddy? Why don't you just play I mean, at this Warpass. point, stop playing video games, really. Yeah, um, I know. God, yeah. what's, it, what's even the point? What's Speaking the of point? PC stuff, I actually might have to get a new monitor, too. Maybe you guys know about this, but, like, so I've got a Samsung 1440p you know, the curved gaming monitor. It wasn't super expensive. Yeah, I think it was, like, a $400 one. It's very nice for that level of gaming it's pretty much 2k gaming and it works great but i've noticed recently when i turn it on it's almost like it needs to warm up because it'll have all these lines all over it and then eventually they go away on their own there's nothing i can do to make them go away and i noticed recently they're staying longer i'm like crap is this does this mean this thing's gonna die do i have to yeah. get it serviced do i need to just it's give it a good, you know. do i need to give it a good cleaning or is it like no i need to start budgeting for another i think one right. thing you can do is you can do one of those YouTube videos, like leave the room, like turn it on and do this and then leave the room. But you turn on one of those YouTube videos that blinks, you full screen it and it blinks different colors. Oh. And you might want to have to, you might, you, what might be dying is some of your uh, pixels. You might be getting pixel lines that are dying. Because right so now you, it's perfect and clear. It just took a while. Like when I turned on the computer this afternoon to get ready to record with you guys, mm-hmm. it had a weird overlay of lines. And I have I have three settings, um, you know, underneath you can kind of set save your own presets underneath at the bottom. So I have one of the settings is at 144 hertz refresh rate and the brightness is kind of in the middle. And so it, that's best for gaming. Um, but that's the one that takes the longest for those lines to go away. If I switch it to 120 hertz mode and it's actually a little bit brighter, but the refresh rate's a little a little lower, that clears up within like three or four minutes. So I don't I don't know what it is, man. It just seems like something Strange. something in there is some kind of uh, the warm-up process, something about it is a, is a problem. Because oh. it's not like it's broken. There's no broken pixels. There's n- nothing obvious, at least. It just seems like some element in the actual mechanism to get it running. I would always leave down. yours at 120, because I think when you move it to 144, if I remember correctly, I know I have to do it on my monitor, it uses extra resources. And it actually, I forgot what it is. Because I did the research when I bought my monitor. And by the way, I have the same exact monitor you have. Overall, have it's been good until this. Cool. Yeah, overall, yeah. it's been good. Yeah. But that was the original one I used. Uh, mine still works fine, but I don't use it as much. I just use it for work. But there was something that said on my 4K one I'm using now, where they were like, you can set it to 144, but when you do that, there's something it takes away from something i forgot what it was and it's better to just keep it at 120 unless you need that extra 24 no playing i actually played all of plague's tale on 120 and it looked and ran great i i I know i'm i'm just an idiot for not recognizing all the frames and stuff but uh it looked and ran beautifully at 120 instead of 144 so anyway i just thought that was uh it might be somewhere i have to buy a new monitor here in the near future that's okay possibly possibly well 
get your card first, then go 4K. That my problem is that like as simple like let me replace this monitor, let me save a few hundred dollars and just replace this will probably turn into let me do a full computer upgrade and yeah. buy everything. <laughs> sure. Um, so I'm just waiting for my bonus, and if I get full max out bonus, you guys are gonna see a post of me with like an OLED 4K 42 inch monitor and a 4090 PC. Like you're gonna be like, well, have your 3090 PC. It's still here. Can you sit I that just close to 42 inches of monitor without burning your eyes out? Yeah, 42 fine. inches is fine. Once you get to 48 That's what she inches, said. That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> well, okay. Wow. As if we didn't hear the first time. Um, <laughs> you got so excited. Hey, Dan, I don't what you say? Like, I totally missed what you said. Uh, maybe it's just the it's positioning of how you have your desk set up because this is a 27 inch game the one that i have so i think it's the same as yours right mine's 27 inch. yeah so this is 27 and so like i feel like a monitor too much bigger than this i would kind of be needing yeah, to move my head a lot yeah yeah i worry I'm, about like my desk setup i'm relatively close to the screen like i'm, I'm probably right i'm probably oh, two, i'm probably two feet from the screen and i think yeah. i would i would need to back up if it's a bigger screen well then probably. i watched a lot of reviews because you guys have your things you get into. Mine is monitors and sure, sure. Yeah. I do all my. I did, you some, did some digging. digging. Yeah. You did, did you? Did, yeah. All right. Yeah. And forty-two inches is basically again. It does matter about your setup, but that's like your max. Like you don't want to go above it. And there's a lot of monitors now that are doing forty-eight inches. Like for instance, the C1 slash C2 have forty-eight inch versions of it, which I was gonna buy one of those. But the the feedback I got, and I try to use my 55 inch C1 as a monitor, and it worked. But yeah, you got to push back because you're like, yeah, and that's unnecessary. But I if think you have to look to your like left to see how much health you have, it's too big of a screen. Like if you have to yeah. go like this, like okay, that's how much. That's too much. Well, it, too it, the bigger the screen, the hotter it is too. So imagine yeah. running a yeah. 3090 PC that oh my gosh, this thing like burns my room up, and then having a huge like OLED monitor. <clears throat> that I'm not. I'm not even. Asana. I'm gonna have to have like yeah, it's gonna be a sauna. I'm gonna be like 10 pounds. So maybe I'll do it. <laughs> Lose some weight. What's your diet plan? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I sweat while gaming. I stay in there 14, 16 hours a day. That's what I do. Hey, guys, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, the new trailer for Marvel's Ant-Man and Wasp, Quantumania, is out. So I did watch that trailer, and I just want to get this out of the way. I think it looks really cool, and I'm intrigued by it. And I'm curious to see how they tie the pieces together with Kang and all the other pieces that they're clearly going to tie in. I'm very intrigued by it, even though I've been on the record saying... This isn't my personal favorite, all the multiverse stuff, but I, that doesn't mean I'm not interested. I want to see where it goes. That being said, that meme that connected it to Spy Kids 3D made me laugh so hard. Yeah, I was laughing pretty hard at that too. Because I was like, that, that is, was that, it does look like that. I mean, right? Like it's a budgeted version of that, like a high budget version of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Can, can I ask you though? Can I ask you guys something? Was that was there something about like, I don't know. It's it's really hard to explain, but there was something like not crisp about the trailer. There seemed like almost like something. There was something visually f like kind of funky going on for me. I only watched I don't it know. once, so I don't know. I, think I watched it on my phone. Yeah, I just so watched I it once on my computer. Okay. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I watched it on my monitor, but it, it, it honestly, like, it almost like it's still like really good CG in the background, but it almost felt like it was like a little off in the background, and then like they were like it was more noticeable that they were on a green screen. I, don't I think know. they're using the volume for this too, so there might actually be a lot of like, oh, it, it looks like they're obviously on a set of LED TVs, you know, okay. uh, kind of like the Mando or something like that. I uh, think I remember okay. hearing they used 
the volume sure. for some of the stuff, but I could be wrong too. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. There was there was something that since, like I noticed, but ever since Guardians of the Galaxy, a lot of the different Marvel franchises want to grab some of that kind of like Trapper Keeper 3D look yeah, in yeah. some of their scenes. Their their space Trapper. backdrops or whatever. A yeah. little bit of that. Um even, oh, even right. the Trapper Avengers Keeper. Endgame, you know, Infinity War and Endgame had elements of that that just kind of had like, that yeah like, uh, when they're on titan like that i had that trapper keeper doctor strange like the, bag, the first the one and the second one. planet yeah. yeah yeah i had that trapper keeper too man it's the best <laughs> um anyway so but all that to say that sounds like i'm crapping on i'm really not i thought it looked really interesting i'm curious to see where the story goes i i'm i'm excited yeah. for that for to me, jonathan looks, majors is awesome i'm yes, so excited absolutely. for him staying, so. to me it just looks fun like i mean i'm, I'm fun. not yeah, i want to be about it uh but but uh, the, the first two movies were both fun yeah. not amazing they were both fun yeah. movies right yeah the fun fun yeah. movies you kind of forget about after yeah. seeing it and my, i know michael pena's michael pena's style of humor isn't for everybody but i've always found him to be funny with his dumb yeah. smiling yeah. character that he's yeah. always like yeah, I, like I didn't it. see him in this trailer at all. I wonder if those the henchmen that uh, Scott keeps. I didn't see him either, but I didn't. He's uh, a I real hope there's now. He can't be hanging out with who again. Well, yeah. I'm, refer- <laughs> I'm referencing like that he had now. some. Yeah. He had some stuff going on, like personal stuff, like oh, so maybe I, like, he's um, not in it. Like a uh, canceled, like cancel him type of stuff. I think. Uh, oh, for like, Michael Pena. Or? Yeah, well, he's a Scientologist. But, and yeah, did everyone find out he was Scientologist? I don't know. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember there being something. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I've always found it weird. I'm like, you're gonna introduce your new big bad like an Ant Man? That's kind of weird. It's uh, interesting. But, interesting. but maybe they'll pull it off. I don't know. You know, maybe the we'll realize the quantum realm has like a whole a, a bigger thing to do with like. Or maybe we actually get and... introduced to the big bad surprisingly in Black Panther, which I don't think. But what if we do? You know, like maybe they'll. Name Morris King. Hashtag Name Morris King. There you go. Um, the, I like that. Uh, the uh, the. <laughs> The Quantum Worm definitely has Bill Murray in it. Um, I saw him. In yeah, you see Bill Murray. Bill Murray a, it kind of looks like there. he's dressed like uh, like um, Goldblum's character. Like he I might thought be that like too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yes. yes. Oh, 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 we are brothers. We oh, both yes. talk weird. Huh. Yeah, I definitely got strong Ragnarok and Guardians of the Galaxy vibes and Doctor Strange vibes. Like, there's definitely a yeah. a, a shift in aesthetic over time in these Marvel movies, and yeah, yeah, they're. they're and some people love it some people hate it i'm more in the like if it's a good story i'm fine with whatever setting like yeah, i don't same here i don't have a strong preference that i dislike it or like it i'm just like tell me a good story and the background's cool that's fine and I yeah know, i, I know, i'm uh, a fake fan i don't read really comic books so it's like i don't yeah. know if i get to dictate like where they get to go I'll you know what Wikipedia. i mean like, right, 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 right i'm not right. i'm not that invested enough where i'm like well yeah. they should do the dino world that's you a know? good way to like, put it that's a really good way to put <laughs> like, it like other I'm not people have enough. a bigger dog in that fight yep. you know so there you go i'm not invested enough to care beyond like all right hope this is a fun watch I know uh, he wasn't in the trailer, but I know Modoc's supposed to be in this movie, and I'm wondering. Yeah, they're throwing a lot oh, in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat Oswalt will voice. Yeah, Pat Yeah, Pat Oswalt's back as Modoc. Pat Oswalt, yeah. man, I hope it is Pat Oswalt. That'd be funny. Yeah, that'd be great. That show is really <laughs> funny, actually. But I heard. Uh, hey Dan, I'm gonna throw this one to you. Parasite Eve, maybe getting teased. Huh? So I, I'm actually. Um, Kyle also seemed pretty happy about that. I'm actually a little less um, in the know okay. with that game, but it's exciting though because it's definitely it's one of those cult classics that SquareSoft ha- like had like back in the day, uh, PlayStation One era, that a lot of people really liked the first one. I think. Yeah. Maybe the second one's a little mixed. Yeah, yeah. As it goes on, it just it felt like it got more and more mixed. Yeah, yeah. Because then it was PSP. Third birthday was PSP. Yeah, third birthday was PSP, which is like a completely different. Jo- it's like not even a horror game anymore. Yeah. If you, yeah, yeah. If it ever was, you know. <laughs> but, sure. It's got uh, like a little bit of a super clearly, but in my yeah. head, it had like 
elements of Final Fantasy and Resident Evil sort of mixed together. I have no idea if that's yeah. So like tank controls, kind of like Resident Evil, but like then then you kind of basically like a, a battle happens and like she's standing there and there's like a little bit of menu stuff. Not quite exactly like Final Fantasy, but yeah, it's not you're not like shooting real time. It is like a yeah. like a turn based type of combat, right? Yeah. So. So in my mind, that's where they kind of mix those two things together. But the rumor is coming from Square trademarking the name Symbiogenesis, which is the process where two separate organisms merge into one, which is the foundation of the Parasite Eve story. So yeah. that's kind of where this all started was them trademarking this name. And um, so, yeah, that's a pretty big rumor at the moment. I don't think it's been officially confirmed in any way. Yeah, I've been um because I've been doing you know like you guys know the most uh, more streaming and I've been meeting some some new individuals some Final Fantasy nerds and a couple yeah. of them were playing uh, Parasite Eve because I just hadn't seen the game in like years and I was like oh yeah this is one that I definitely want to like I'll stream this at some point because like I always wanted to play it it was just something that I completely just passed by or whatever never got it but yep. uh, yeah it's interesting it's an interesting world it's a it's, it seems like a cool cool story and interesting characters so. Yep, yep. I'm pretty yeah. sure I have this one on the Vita with PS1 Classics, I think, but I could be wrong. Because okay. I think the first one was PS1, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yep. yeah. Okay. Um, maybe the first two? Was the second one PS1? PS2 was oh, the was second PS2. one. Yeah, okay. that's right. Okay. Yeah. Got it. I, which I didn't play, too. I played the PSP one and the PlayStation 1 one. Okay. okay. All right. Well, uh, Fallout 4 is getting some next-gen upgrades, improving the resolution and frames, of course, because otherwise you can't play it anymore <clears> at 30. You can't play that. You can't be playing no. Fallout 4 without... Um, that's going to be it's a free upgrade coming next year so if you own the game already on any of the whether it's pc or ps5 or xbox series consoles then uh, you'll get this free upgrade for fallout 4 next year there you go be excited i guess if that's your thing i'm very excited um we talked a lot about bayonetta 3 but just wanted to talk about this storyline with helena helena taylor <laughs> i just heard kyle that's a dude that's most of us as we see these these headlines coming through we're like oh really this again yeah how does this story keep going <laughs> um, the most triggering story in my entire uh, life but i don't know what side to take so don't forget she initially reported she initially claimed in her first video her very like feel bad for me let's boycott the game together video was sure. they offered me $4,000. What a slap in the face. This is so insulting. There's no way around that. That's what she said. She didn't say, you know, part of the offer was only 4000 or they only offered 4000 per session. She didn't say any of that. She just yeah. said they offered me 4000 And Most turned, people did a lot of digging, right? Correct. They did yeah, a lot yeah, of I digging. I actually did on this one. Yeah. <laughs> Hence the digging. Um, but the digging, uh, have, she actually you know. confirmed that, the you know, as reports are coming out from other people, like, actually, she was offering more than that. It sounds like it was more like 15000 because of, like, they were going to pay her 4000 and change for each session. And so, like, all these extra details started to leak out that she's not being accurate. Well, she confirmed that actually it was 15000 initially. Um, which was within the union asking rate. So, like, nothing was done. Over. It was over the asking was, rate. There you go. It was over the accent, uh, asking rates. So nothing was done, like, inappropriately as far as we can see. It's not like Platinum Games or whoever else was involved. I don't know if it's them directly or if there's some agency on their behalf. Whoever was negotiating the contract with her didn't do something wrong. She just didn't like it. And that's kind of what we're coming down to. She did. She felt like, I'm enough part of this franchise now. You should be offering me fill-in-the-blank compensation yeah. whether it's percentage of sales they, or whatever yeah, there was, was a rumor about getting percentage of sales and she 
shot that down, but obviously her credibility is out the window now. Yeah, uh, it's hard. It's hard to really get a so, read on. What so she was actually offered up to twenty thousand like, guys. Don't forget that she was offered yeah. five thousand dollars more. So it was. It had gotten up to twenty thousand total for this job, which was I going absolutely to less, would have taken that job. Which was going to be less work than the first game was. So I'm, at this point, I'm going like. I'm sorry if you don't feel like that's enough, but like, don't pretend like it was a fifth. It sounds like she wanted to live off of it for like years. I, well, I if you if you look like you looked up her, and that's uh, not how those jobs work. I mean, but you you just looked up her like uh you know her 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 past. She's done like, she hadn't done anything big in years, so anything, I totally yeah. believe that she. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna cash in on this for the next you know. Whereas years you look whatever. at these other ones, like the guy who voices Lee and who's Rodan in the Bayonetta games, as well as even guys like credits a year. <laughs> Even even someone as um, like like Jennifer Hale or Nolan North or Troy Baker, look at their IMDb list. Like they are in a ton of games, even stuff they're that maybe is lower actors. profile. They're getting they're getting gigs and they're working Regularly. and they're honing their craft. And she's doing I'm sorry, she's doing pre pretty much nothing in that space. She might be working really hard in other areas that we aren't aware of. That's fine, but in the voice acting realm, she's not doing much of anything. Yeah. And so it's, and again, a simple, they, um, it's a simple her looking up what she believes is the amount that these creators get for this game, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And then going, I'm a big part of this, so I deserve more. And not realizing that, that yeah. yes, I, I, I totally while, you're, while you're voice acting it and you matter, you aren't the creator. You aren't taking a risk. Did you put money down for this? Did you, did you make any sacrifice to yeah. create this game? Did you put any extra hard work? Like, Let's say she worked 20 hours on the first game and maybe 20 hours on the second game. 20 hours? Dude, I worked 20 hours in like two days. 20 hours? These developers, these these guys actually creating the game are the ones, if you're going to pay extra money because of how much money this this uh, franchise makes, it goes to Give them. It, to the devs, yeah. it goes I think to that's the investors. The, Whether you like I investors or not, they're the ones that are creating the content. They're investing. They're taking risk you always get paid more for whoever's taking a risk she's not taking a risk she's not doing anything and right. she's just looking at a number and going i'm worth more no you're not you're replaceable i think that's where the conversation i think that's where the conversation gets uh nuanced though because it's like all right so like uh, so this game's what 13 ish hours the third one and yeah. then the other ones are around like eight or whatever but like she's not the main character the whole time it's very much okay. yeah. She like, now she shares the stage. So like I guess in her head it's like well I'm main character right. But then it, it's also like so these are kind of shorter games. So obviously she's not physically putting in as many hours as say someone who's doing an RPG that's a hundred hours. Like Plus so that person re reuse like for instance they'll they'll have her record. <sighs> they use that over and over like in a fighting situation yes. she's just gonna do that. As far as actual lines that she delivers. Uh, especially on this third one, it's going to be a sm much, much smaller. So right. there's a lot of arrogance and ignorance from her. And it's, I'm not going to get political and stuff, but it's going around in a lot of areas, the sports world, politics, everything, where people are demanding more for doing nothing. And they think just because you're rich, you should pay me more. That's not yeah. how the world works. And I'm glad she's getting destroyed, even by people I wouldn't even have thought would be against her that's why yeah, i said this is the yeah. most triggering story in the world because i'm like i absolutely hate jason strider he might be the person i hate more than anything and yet i find myself <laughs> jesus going, 
I'm, I'm finding myself going, is, oh my god. We all writer, agree on something. It, it really is a united ever, cause you know? now. Everybody's going, okay, Helena Taylor sounds terrible as a person and uh, as yeah. as somebody, a negotiator, apparently. Uh, and everybody's kind of united on, on any political or whatever yeah. spectrum. Uh, it's true. We're all kind of united now. I so agree. Thanks. thanks and, it's, and it's Appreciate funny too. It. She's trying to be like, well, they're all lying. They're trying to discredit me. They're lying because I didn't get offered 4,000 for five sessions of work, per, you know, per session. And it's like, yes, but you did admit you were offered 20,000 total. And guess Still what? Four lot. times yeah. five is. It's yeah. 20,000. So, like, the way that she's trying to weasel out of it, it's like you, the silence is golden method would have worked we get pretty it. here. Yeah, well, then she like, also tweet. she also tweeted again after, like, oh, like, looks like I've kind of started a thing. And then she's like, well, donate to these charities instead. And one of them was like anti, like some Kentucky anti abortion, like, <laughs> like I saw this. thing. Yeah. Like, well, that's it's why like, she, oh, she man. Yeah, Schreider she, really yeah. is invested in this story. Yeah, he, that, he tweeted. He that. Absolutely yeah. See, this is what makes it funny because a, a lot of like, a lot of people who jump quickly on board with a cause who are mm. going to be very pro-choice typically, and they're the ones who are like, yes, let's boycott this thing, anti-whatever, corporate. And then now all of a sudden they realize, like, wait a minute. She is asking us to donate to this company that's yeah, very against this other... The push. They're like, wait, yeah. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, writer it is, got us. It is very I funny. My tweets that, like, it's, took it's side off. Watching all these... Uh, <laughs> All these gymnastics people are trying to do yeah. to like support the right things and be be for a cause. I don't know. And this is where right. like I would probably like if I sat in a room with her. And I to be fair, I know some of you, Jeff, probably thinks I'm more political than I really am. I'm not really political. I really don't give a shit. I think both parties are complete trash. So that's as political as you're gonna get from me. But if I sat <laughs> in a room, I would probably agree with this Helena probably more than I would a Jason Schreider. But I will still just you mean like a cultural conversation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But I will objectively side with Schreider over her because I'm gonna call her BS. I know what she's doing. She is purposely manipulating yeah. and and leaving out information to try to well, manipulate people, and that is wrong. It's disgusting. Yeah. Well, and it hurts. It hurts the people who are voice actors who say legitimately are perhaps being underpaid and are are probably doing more hours or putting in more effort into the like. I wanted to add also to what I was saying earlier, like like let's say for example, Kyle, like with Dragon Ball Z, like them screaming, like what they do in in that show, like what they put their vocal cords through is yeah. like way more intense than some other roles, right? So well, yeah, I, mean, I would say tool, arguably that know, person should get paid more. Your t your tool, the trade, is using your voice, and if you're going in there and doing really demanding voices like anime would always be demanding because you're inflecting yes. you know like your throat and the, you know like people if your throat goes out you know or you put wear and tear on your yeah. throat you're taking money off the back end of your career yeah you, you know? do so, one yes. kamehameha scene and you're done for the yeah, week absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> that's right know? that's like, right there, there is a lot of uh pre-training that for that probably goes into it too where like you you're warming up for an hour yeah. off the clock yeah. before you even show up to start getting paid just so you don't break, you know, like or or mess up anything. You're you're you know injure your vocal cords, you know. Yeah. No, I get it. So, I get it. Yeah. But it sounds like there's been a lot of good changes where they're you know like well, everything's very unionized and controlled, and there's a standard and everything like that. So to cry wolf, you know, like like y'all mm. were saying when when there's nothing going on here, but there could be situations going on elsewhere that now are completely silent and deaf because this is all we hear now. 
Uh, it just it, it creates a really bad thing, especially if some changes have been made and they've been positive. Now we're setting ourselves back and having a conversation yeah, that doesn't need to be had again if this problem is already fixed. And if it's not fixed, now we're focused on one person who's lying about it, you know? Yes, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Instead of fixing the problem. Just, just you know? like me <laughs> too. <laughs> it's it's right? just one of those classic situations where like what she did what she did was wrong. It was selfish. She shouldn't have done it. She did it for selfish motivations, clearly. And it had nothing to do with helping anybody else, but she wanted to make it seem like, you know, she wanted whatever. So, like, it was clearly very selfish. And people didn't want to recognize that until she stood in the face of or she was supporting an organization that stood in the face of something that they found to be important. Then they switched. That's where it got real funny to me. I'm like, you, you wouldn't Soccer acknowledge moms everywhere, facts. bro. It was, dude, it was like Soccer Karen's. Moms. It was like a big Karen battle is what was happening. So, yeah. <laughs> um, hey, speaking of Dragon Ball Z, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Karen's anyway. and right. Kevin's everywhere. Let's wrap this up with a couple more uh, headlines before we get out of here. Uh, I know Karen we've been long, but this has been, uh, this has been good. Um, PlayStation Plus November games are going to include the Lego Harry Potter collection as well as Neo 2. So one super easy game and one super tough one. So uh, all right, there you go. Actually, one super easy collection of games. Um, Laura Bailey has said she would absolutely return to play Abby from Last of Us 2 if asked. So if there was another Last of Us game or spinoff or anything where she's asked to be Abby again, she'd happily do that. Which is, to me, that's new notable because she hit, she got so much back. She's so brave. <laughs> she got so much backlash for that character, yeah. even though it was like she was playing a role that someone else wrote for her. You idiots, shut up! So like, anyway, yeah. she got a lot of backlash for it. Got a lot of hate for that character because of what, how that story unfolds, how that character unfolds. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I think it's good that she'd be one to do that because for those of us who kept an an even approach and actually approached that game and story with an open mind, that was a really not only bold choice for the story, but she's a great character. Whether you like her or hate her, doesn't matter. She's a very compelling character, start to finish. She really is. It's such a progressive game, and that's why I'm so proud that I support <laughs> Yeah. I I'm fully sure. support it. I'm bold I hate, I hate, for supporting it. I hate you so much. You're something, I tell you. Um, <laughs> what, she, what she didn't tell Derek you is they, they only offered her $2,000 for that role. So that's <laughs> And dinner. Kidding. And like a gift card. And dinner. Bennigan's. She got she got dinner. Yeah. <laughs> to Bennigan's. <laughs> I like that. That was a good choice. That was a good Bennigan's. It's like they're they, they don't even exist anymore. Um, <laughs> they also um, gave her a gift card Kmart. Uh, this, yeah. this is this is a shroot buck, right? <laughs> <laughs> One thousand shroot punks. Uh, two other pieces of bonus. naughty dog news. One is that the uncharted legacy of Thieves <laughs> collection is so far, as far as just the Steam count goes, okay, I know it's not only on Steam, but as far as Steam concurrent players go, it's the lowest for a, a recent Sony PC game launch, including things like Days Gone and Horizon and Spider-Man. Those all had a higher concurrent count on their launch weekends. A lot, a lot could be said about this. It could be because um, the game is, I think, the oldest of all the ones that have been released so far. The other ones were all within like a two or three year release window. Days Gone, Spider-Man, um, Horizon, those were all relatively new games, and um, Uncharted 4 was for now six years old, so there could be that could be part of it. I think it's more to do with the release window that yeah, they chose. Yeah, I think to it put. has to do with the fact that it released during this storm of this wave of new games, and the uh, Legacy of Thieves collection, didn't that just come out earlier this year? Like, So all yeah, of us that own a yeah. PlayStation would have already played it, most of it anyway, and gotten yeah. that experience. Now you're that. asking him to play it again, you know, a few months yeah. later. Well, yeah. I, also, I, I think almost that's guarantee you that this stat's <laughs> going to change next week when Sackboy wins that one. 
is not gonna when it when it has the yeah, lower I, concurrent. Uh, what if that right. game has the most concurrent? Like, it's actually out now, so I'm curious. We'll have to look to see how. I it actually goes. bought it. Don't ask me why. Stop. I don't know. Um, you like sacks and you're a boy. But what's interesting That's is that this true. is actually this <laughs> last weekend. Uh, Steam had their biggest ever weekend for concurrent player count since they've been keeping track of that of 30 million. And of course, Uncharted was not a driver of those numbers. Um, so anyway. I, th- I just thought that was interesting, and we'll see if that... I don't think it was, like, a poor performance. It wasn't, like, embarrassing. It was just notable that it was the lowest so far yeah. of, yeah. of the other Sony games. Um, also, Naughty Dog is apparently working with a new San Diego Sony studio on a beloved franchise, although we don't know what that is. We don't know if it's a Naughty Dog franchise or a Sony. We don't know, but there's a job listing that kind of uncovered there's something that naughty dog is going to help to mean uh it's a naughty dog franchise but that's uh, how i'm assuming i don't know what else it could be other than uncharted uh i mean sorry crash i don't really care is that even a naughty dog thing yeah or am i thinking of jack and baxter it's uh, well it was naughty dog but then activision like owns the rights to. but it could be i was going to say it could be something they're resurrecting like a jack and baxter but um hold on did you just say crash bandicoot and don't care guess on just had a heart attack. Yeah, had a heart attack. Right. We, care, we care about that game. He just died. Yeah, so we really care about Chris. We really care <laughs> about it. keeps you here. We, we should bring up at least a, once a week. You know? I mean, to be fair, he is, is probably our greatest fan. Yeah, that's big time. We, we our only fan. It's our only. And we, fan. Fan. And we, we still need to shit on him. I know I shit on him all the time. I guess. Just, just know that it's to me, it's always going to be crap bandapoop because it's terrible. Also, that's just kind of fun to say. <laughs> yeah, it was. That that is fun. That is fun. Um, <laughs> Crash Four is legitimately a good video game. But, it is um, for, for people with terrible taste. Yeah. yeah that's no. our quote. No, Tim yet met our quota. All right. Let's not. <laughs> Crash Four is a good game. Our weekly quota of saying something good about Crash. There it is. Crash Four is a good game. All right. Uh, Microsoft apparently is making a lot of money. You guys, don't worry about them. They're doing great. They're making a lot no, they're not. of money. They're a liar. Um, <laughs> but, but. Not only are they making a ton of money, but Phil Spencer is like, hey, we're making a lot of money, everybody, but don't worry. Price increases are on their way. Just not for this holiday season. You're good for now. But he's saying that game prices, subscription prices, like it's his way of kind of letting everyone know things are going to I have expensive. a theory on this if you guys care. It won't take long to say. Yeah. Here's what I think he's hinting at or foreshadowing. No, prices are not going to increase right now. They're going to increase as soon as Bethesda big hitters start dropping. So when Starfield, I think that's um, any first. Fallout, yeah. anything like that where he can start going, because that's how they're going to advertise. They're going to be like, you have a full catalog of all these big hits. Yeah. Then they can start charging, what is it, $15 a month? They're going to start charging $20 a month. And they they're going to start looking at it. Tier. They Netflix. might add a tier where you get early access to brand new games. and they might have. A I don't think first. they'll even complicate it like that. I think you they're going to so? say, you pay $20 yeah, or you, do you don't have it. And because you're paying $20, you're getting, they're going to do this. I guess my point, when I was trying to say, I didn't say it very well. They're going to do this after games like Starfield, all these big hitters, so that their collection yeah. of games, it, you can justify $20 a month. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. That yeah, I could see that. But again, it's not, to me, it just depends on what that goes up to. What kind of increase are we talking about? Are we talking about thirty dollars a month? That's crazy. Are we talking about going up to twenty? I, think I still think that's. I still think twenty a month, especially the way you can get deals on it, isn't the end of the world for Game Pass itself. But um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Everything's getting more expensive though, so it's not a shock to see games also get more expensive. Um, all right, we are 
way over time, but this has been a lot of fun. A lot of good games are out right now. Make sure you guys go play them. Go try them out. There's a lot of stuff for different tastes as well. So whether it's you're the RPG person, action games, if you like uh, stuff that's darker or creepier, if you like squelching noises, you got scorn. You got everything. Okay, you got all the or games. Or if you like cra- crap bandy poop or whatever Jeff said. Yep. That's um, been out right. for a while, but yes, you could play that too. Yep, yep, yep. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys for being here. Thank you all for listening and watching. We're out.